97.5 The Fanatic 601 on this uh, Wednesday night here on 97.5 as we have a four-hour run. How about that? And it's family game night. So we're going to have family game night. And I just might have a little treat for you at 8 o'clock with a little family game night, family game night member calling in 8 o'clock. Talk a little bit of stuff. No, not him. No, but, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. It's going to be a fun show. Got a lot of football Tucked away for you here to talk about. Definitely have to talk about the Sixers winning four of five on their five-game trip. Coming back home for two this weekend before they go back on the road once again. And uh, it's it's all over the place again. We know that they have 15 games in the second half here on the road. Already five in the books. So now they have 10 remaining on the campaign. So we'll get into all of, all of that. We'll update you on some of the NFL stuff. We'll talk some Phillies. And as I said, we have family game night. So we'll have some opportunity to have some fun with you here on family game night. But tonight with family game night, we're giving away something that will let you know about that uh, shortly so we'll talk to you all about it as we go along here on Family Game Night this Wednesday night. And we're going to follow the best show ever discussing some of the things that they were talking about. Yesterday, I spoke about before the Sixers game with no tag being placed on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I asked the question while we were here for the hour and 15 of who would you uh, you know, prefer to have come back on a long-term deal between Javon Hargrave and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? And I love the fact that the, the guys and, and Jen did something similar because I want to follow that again with the conversation because of simply what Adam Schefter had to say earlier today on the John Kincaid show. He joins every Wednesday and he discussed a variety of different topics with the NFL and the Eagles, obviously coming on the Philadelphia station and with free agency looming next week. And knowing that a lot of things are going to happen, you had to have the tag done by yesterday. Only six players tagged during the entire uh time there dating back to last week where it was uh deron hand from washington you, lamar jackson saquon barkley and josh jacobs and the the names that we saw that were tagged but there were also the ones that weren't and one of them was chauncey gardner johnson now he then later on as we were signing off after the game last night tom alvord who's producing tonight saw the saw his uh his tweet then he saw his instagram post and it seems like he's gone. seems like right now he understands that he's not coming back. And that is going to be a big blow because for a lot of people, even when we asked yesterday about still the tag not place, but if you had the option of still giving a long-term deal to one of the two players in Hargrave and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, most of the callers yesterday said they would still give the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson a, a long-term deal or at least sign him to a deal to bring him back because of his age, number one, at the age of 25. The fact that over the years they have had issues in putting together a secondary drafting-wise. So they have to constantly go out there and make moves by signing or trading to get someone in here. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, a trade. Darius Slay, a trade. They got lucky with James Bradbury in the latter part of free agency after the draft once it didn't work. Work at Giants, and then the Eagles were able to pick him up on the one-year deal. He has an all-pro year. He is probably gone, as we will hear here shortly, as the best show ever talked about, and as we're going to discuss. So, before we get into it all, because uh, we have a lot to talk about with these players and the approach of Howie Roseman 
going into the offseason. Adam Schefter on the John Kincaid Show this morning with John, Bob, and Pat had a chance to share his thoughts on what he believed was going to happen for the Philadelphia Eagle free agents, and they have some big names. Here's what ESPN insider Adam Schefter had to say this morning. Hargrave is going to get about $20 million a year, I think. That, that's my projection going into next week, and we'll see if that turns out to be right or wrong. I think he's going to get the most money of all these guys. Would you tell me that that means he's gone? Yeah, I think he'll be gone. Yeah, okay. He'll be gone. Yeah, I don't think they will be able to afford to resign him. Would you go C.J. Gardner-Johnson, too? Yep, probably. And what do you think he's going to command in the open market? 13 a year. You think he's gone? Yeah, I, I, that'd be my guess. Wow, okay. If the two biggest ticket items, then Bradbury, would be the third highest ticket item, and you think he's gone, too? Probably, yeah. All right. Adam Schefter on the John Kincaid Show. You heard John and Bob. Pat is also there. And with with that, not really a surprise to me. I just, yeah, look, we went into it thinking that they were going to lose someone. Number one, you're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts his, his extension. At least that's what it looks like. That's what all the talk has been, signing him to an extension this offseason. The flexibility that you had with a quarterback playing at the level that he did and getting them to the Super Bowl on his rookie deal, you had the chance of doing something like this last offseason where you were able to bring in the players that they did. Trading for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, A.J. Brown, keeping your first-round pick and draft to Jordan Davis, then later on getting James Bradbury, Kaiser White, um, Hassan Reddick. All the names that they were able to go out there and acquire were because of where their cap was, the ability to go do that because you didn't have big bucks on the quarterback position. Now, this year, it's going to be different because you sign Hassan Reddick. And guess what? If he has another year like last year, next year, he's going to want an extension because I think he signed the three-year deal. So, therefore, coming off of year number two and another explosive year going into that final year of the contract, he's going to want something different. You have players taking and restructuring their contract a season ago. Lane Johnson, once again, the annual restructuring of his contract, also allowing things to happen. Not going to happen this year because they have to make sure that they do things with Jalen Hurts. That's a priority. Jason Kelsey coming back. That's a priority. Maybe if he decides to come back, they have 12 free agents and a ton of them on the defensive side that they have to figure out. That is no surprise to me, even though my preference of them was to bring back Javon Hargrave because I had already accepted the fact during the season that James Bradbury was not coming back. I accepted the fact that if Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got somewhere between 55 and $70 million because it could range that, that far on the open market, that if that is the case and if that is what it's going to be, then that's what it's going to be. I accepted that because the guy was leading the league in the interceptions with six when he got injured and stepped away. And I actually think he finished tied at the end of the year with that six for league lead uh, with that six with those six interceptions. So he's young. He's talented. He can do all those things. And then Javon Hargrave, yes, he's going to be 30, but he had over 10 sacks. He was tremendous in the middle of that defense next to Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, and he still he was still able to do the things that he was able to do. That is no surprise that one or if not two of those guys would be gone and that the birds would bring back. But the surprise of it is maybe for a lot of people is that all three will be gone. Those are the top ones because while Jalen Hurts 
is up for an extension. He can get that this offseason. We at least believe that's going to get done. The Jason Kelsey part, he's either going to come back and play for the Eagles or he's not playing at all. So it's not the it's not the threat of him leaving and going to play for anyone else. It's you negotiating against yourself with Jason Kelsey because he can basically ask for whatever he wants. He was in the first team all pro once again, coming off of a Super Bowl season, leading and guiding the best offensive line in all of professional football. This is not a big surprise. So as we look at it here and we see this now, we hear what Adam Schefter has to say. We read all these stories from Tim McManus to Jimmy Kimsky, Zach Berman, and hearing all of their thoughts on these things. Jeff McClain comes on with Anthony, reading and listening to Shio Kapadia with his work on The Ringer and listening to his podcast also where he was running out numbers very similar to what you just heard from Adam Schefter somewhere around, I think she'll say 17 and a half for Hargrave, 13 each from Bradbury and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson of what they would be asking for as a, as a starting price on the open market and what they may get upwards of 20 for Javon Hargrave, like Adam Schefter just pointed out. It's not a big surprise going into the offseason. The question is, as the guys and Jen talked about, do you have the faith in Howie Roseman to come back and make some things happen this offseason on the defensive side where it doesn't hit you as hard as it looks on paper? Does it? Can he make sure that he recoups some of that on the other side with who he brings in, not only in the draft, but free agency, which starts next week? And that is going to be first before the NFL draft. Do you have that faith? But what we're going to do here tonight is talking with you all. It's not even about asking about Howie Roseman. Great job they did in doing so. That will come up naturally in the conversation of these players. Are you resigned to the fact that, as Adam Schefter pointed out, you've seen it, you've read it, all these names that we talk about with the main three free agents because we exclude um, Jason Kelsey and Jalen Hurts in this. You exclude those two guys on the offensive side, and you look at those three as the biggest names on the Eagles' defensive side of the football, but also just simply as free agents in general, when you look at them three and you are you resigned to the fact that they're going to leave, that you're not going to get one of them back, that not one of those three free agents are coming back and the Eagles are going to have to figure something else out. Are you resigned to the fact that that's going to happen? And are you okay with it? How okay are you with that, knowing that they had a great run? I saw Jamie with the tweet because of what Chauncey Gardner-Johnson tweeted out yesterday about him basically saying thank you and leaving that most people were saying you earned it go for it you earned it well guess what so did Javon Hargrave he earned it too so did James Bradbury again everybody realized that he was probably going to leave that's why I was hey go ball out in the Super Bowl we'll shake your hand and say thank you after winning a championship because we know you're gone well now it's here And it looks like all three of them are going. Are you okay with that? Especially knowing that you're going to have to rely on Howie Roseman to go out there and fix it. Next, this coming offseason at the calendar year in the NFL begins on March 15th. And he is the one that's going to have to come back and do it all over again for the second consecutive season. How are you feeling about these three in particular leaving the defensive side of the Eagles squad, and you're going to have to figure it out. 
Are you resigned to the fact that that's going to happen and that is okay? Or do you think somebody's coming back? We still have days before we get there. Yes, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson tweeted out what he tweeted out yesterday. But guess what? Free agency wasn't yesterday. That was the tag. Free agency was yesterday. That was just the tag. Free agency begins next week. And sure, he may get an offer that they just don't want to touch. And they want to stay away from it. It's too much. He might. Might get a two-year offer. Might get a three-year offer. And decide, you know what? This works out better for me. I'm coming back to Philadelphia. This is where I want to be. Maybe he has an opt-out after year number two. He'll be 27. Still young enough to go and get another contract, a second contract, and get a longer-term deal if he plays well. Maybe maybe he does come back. Maybe you do get Javon Hargrave coming back. They are going to have some big, big interests on the open market, all three of them. Are you all right if all three of those players leave? And part of that will be because you believe in the general manager to get it done and make sure that everything is okay. So, as we start things off here tonight, give out the phone number, 610-632-0975. You heard the clip from Adam Schefter. It seems like all of them, based on what he said with the numbers, all three are leaving. I am not surprised. How about you? Are you surprised? We'll get Tom Alvord's thoughts on what he thinks here. If he's surprised that all three would be gone. I, I wanted Javon Hargrave back, but I wasn't going to be shocked if he didn't come back. Or if Chauncey Gardner-Johnson didn't come back. And again, I already expected for James Bradbury to leave after the season that he had and being the age of 30. This was going to be his final large contract. The Eagles weren't going to do that after paying what they paid for Darius Slay. Not a surprise there. So how are you feeling if you are to believe, and I think most of you do, what Adam Schefter is saying, that those guys are on their way out, and now you're going to have to look for some replacements for those three players. 610-632-0975. Devon Givens with you until 10 o'clock here on this Wednesday night, it's family game night. We're going to play a game. Tom will tell you about that on the other side. He's getting things together. I see him in there prepping for family game night, getting all the things together. We're going to have a guest at 8 o'clock to talk about a variety of things. A lot is basketball related. A lot of things to talk about. We'll tell you about the guests in a little bit. A little bit of a surprise here on International Woman's Day. That, that's a bit of a hint right there for you. International Woman's Day. The guests will be on to talk about some things that they are doing and some basketball stuff as well. And also uh, get her to play family game night here on this, uh, on this Wednesday night. Have a little fun. And with family game night for you, she can't win. She's family. She can't win. Um, but you can win. We're going to give something away to you uh, for the you, as always, going up against myself on family game night where Tom has questions. We answer. We see who has the most. But Tom will tell you how you will win. I won't win. You will win. We'll go through it all here tonight. 610-632-0975. The Eagles are a hot topic right now with those three players being a, a, a big focus uh, for a lot of Eagle fans of the question, what are they going to do? Are, they, is any of, are any of them going to be back? And it doesn't appear that any of the three, as of right now, based on the insider, 
that they are not coming back. So if I had to ask you, and we can go over individuals too. You can call in and tell us about Isaac Sayamalu or Marcus Epps or any of the other free agents that are available to you. TJ Edwards, Kaiser White. There are a bunch of them. You can talk about them too because this is a big offseason for Howie Roseman and how he puts this team together. It may not mean bringing any of those players back. It may simply mean this is, and I did this a couple of weeks ago, I thought this was going to be the biggest offseason for Howie Roseman because of what the Super Bowl was. You have a franchise quarterback. You're about to sign him. The window is wide open because the NFC is there for you again next season, even if you do take a step back on defense, which we talked about last week as a question of, do you feel if they take a step back on the defensive side that they can still be a contender? I personally do because of the league and what it is offensively. You have an explosive offense. You have an explosive quarterback. The weapons that you have, you know you're probably going to go and add something else on that side because that's just the nature of off seasons where you add an extra offensive piece to your weaponry there for Jalen Hurts. Might be a better slot corner. I mean, a wide receiver over Quez Watkins. They improve there. Maybe Miles Sanders leaves and you go and get another running back that can do exactly what he did a season ago. Year three of Kenneth Gainwell looks really, really promising for you maybe with, with him as a starting running back also or just simply getting more opportunity with Miles Sanders going. I have no idea, but I do believe that they can score and they will score. Therefore, the defense, maybe Howie Roseman is looking at it that way where the defense is not as important as it was a year ago because of all the people they are leaving, seeing Kansas City win the way that they beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl with a bunch of young players on the back end of their defense, still having some studs up front with Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick still there. Somebody will be in the middle of that defense. Maybe that's Jordan Davis and Milton Williams spearheading things there in the middle. I don't know. But what I do know is I still believe that they are a contender, no matter what happens, because I do think things will be done. The cupboard will not be bare. They will have people replacing these players leaving that we all love what they did from this past year. And that's just the nature of the NFL and what they do. So, all three of those players that we mentioned, Bradbury and Gardner Johnson, Hargrave, do you believe that at least one of them comes back? If all three go, how do you feel about that? Do you really believe that the Eagles will be in trouble if they do, in fact, lose all three of those players? 610-632-0975. On the other side, Tone will start us off. We'll get again the conversation from Tom Alvord as we begin our talk with the Eagles. We'll get to the Sixers because I have questions about that as well with the Embiid-Harden partnership that has been going on all season long, dating back to last year. But it has been really, really impressive this year and on full display. We'll talk about that. We'll throw that question out in a little bit as we hang out with you on this Wednesday. 610-632-0975. Leftovers with Tom. Family game night. We have a guest, a rare guest uh, here on the show. We'll have that at, have that person at 8 o'clock. And we'll also just simply get into a bunch of different things with the Phillies, too. Because, you know, there's still a little fear with the Andrew Painter stuff. I'm still not worried about until they give me a reason to worry about it. Uh, with him, the young pitcher with the dynamic arm that we're all looking forward to seeing. Because we want to see them develop the young talent has been very, very up and down with the Phillies. And we finally see one. And as soon as we have a little fear with something, you know, it's, it's, it's a big deal. Well, it's also a big deal and that it is just spring training. 
and he'll be fine. There's plenty of time, even if he has a little thing that's going on that's a little troublesome. I think everything will be okay with the Philadelphia Phillies. But we begin with the Eagles and simply asking the question about the birds. How would you feel if all three of those guys leave for big money, big opportunity, and it's going to be better for them, but not so much for the Philadelphia Eagles? Because it seemed like, again, if they would have won the Super Bowl, most people were okay. You won the Super Bowl. These guys can go. You did us a service for this year. Now go earn your money because we're not willing to pay. Did that mindset change because they didn't win the Super Bowl? I don't think so. I think you really knew it, and you really were accepting of it, and it's just what it is. All right, we take a quick break. We come right back. We start on the phones. We'll read some tweets. We'll get things started on the phones. We'll get family game night going, and we'll give you an opportunity and tell you what that is on the other side of how you can uh, win a, a prize tonight here on the show as we go until 10. The phone number is one final time, 610-632-0975. I'm Devon Givens with you until 10, right here, 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Devon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic. That's right, you are born into it here. Welcome back, 97.5 The Fanatic, 610-632-0975. Devon Givens with you. The 6 o'clock hour is brought to you by family and company jewelers. Oh, man, it's the best place. Visit them on Route 17, Marlton, New Jersey, or at FamilyJewelers.com, South Jersey's diamond destination. Adam Schefter believes that all three are gone. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Javon Hargrave, James Bradbury. Not much of a surprise for me, maybe for you, maybe for Tom. We'll get to his thoughts on everything. How would you feel if all three exited Philadelphia and join new teams, 610-632-0975. Did you expect it? Did you expect it? And uh, what do you want them to do overall as we get ready for free agency next week? Uh, hanging out with you again until 10, family game night. So before we get the tone to start things off, let's get what family game night is going to be tonight. We have a prize to give away. Our promotion, Todd, was great. Promotions are great to give us something to, uh, to give to you guys tonight. So, Tom is going to tell us how we're going to do this tonight. Uh, obviously, you hear his voice throughout the entire show. You have the leftovers at 945. He is the game show host on Family Game Night. Tom Alvord, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. I'm excited for tonight. Tonight's yeah. going to be fun. You got a fun one? Yeah, we do, man. We got a fun prize. That is for sure. Um, so I'll, I'll break down the game first. Game Night tonight is going to be Family Feud Edition. So... How this works oh, is, love yeah, it. there you go, Family Feud. how this works is we have a Family Feud card game that we have here. You had lying around at the house, so we brought it in. Um, you haven't played in years, so there's no cheating going on. There's no collusion or anything like that. Nah. What we have, and if I'm sure a majority, if not everybody out there, has seen Family Feud. Yes. This card game has asked, surveyed 100 people, and it has the 100 answers, or the best 100 answers, whatever it may be, the best answers that equals 100, whatever it may be. Um, so I'm going to ask the question. The caller goes first. The caller goes what he thinks or he or she thinks is going to be the top answer of this question. Then you go. You answer as well. Whoever And you can't answer the same, obviously. Whoever has the uh, answer that is the higher number of votes on this card game gets um, initial, or what is it, uh, gets a chance. That's how you say that. Mm-hmm. Gets a chance to win the grand prize for tonight. We write down their name. We will pick the winner out of a hat. But if you get the get the uh, answer right over Devon, then you get a chance to win the big prize for tonight. All right, and what is that big prize? The big prize for tonight is Sixers tickets 
for our knockout game, the annual Fanatic knockout uh. game. So you get two tickets to Sixers Mavs later on in March. That payback. Yes, it is. At, at, very, at the very least, folks, you know that they will score a lot of points. That is true, yes. Um, so you're going to get two tickets to come watch the game with some people at the Fanatic. It's a good game, too. You're also going to be able to play in the knockout tournament, which, uh, you know, not to brag or anything. You want to find those, defending you? champion of the Fanatic. Obviously, I think I came in like fifth or something total, but I was the last Fanatic member standing, so you get to go against me. You get to go against all the great people here at the Fanatic. So two tickets, you get to the Sixers-Mavs, and you're entered in the knockout tournament That's that same night after the game. So okay. great prize tonight. All right, love it, love it. Um, you know what we need to do? And I know this is contingent on the center and allowing us to Stay a little bit longer. I don't think it would take longer. We should, just, we should really finish it off with us after the fact. After everything is settled. The, the trophy is given away to whoever won. Could be one of us. I don't know. We should just do that ourselves. After the, Me and you are the Fanatic people. Fanatic. I would love Everybody. that. That'd be great. Just go at it. Let's do it. The bragging rights. We'll talk to Marty Dickerson. He, he's the head guy over there, right? Well, he's got some pulls. But I don't know about <laughs> Not that the head one. guy? Okay, fair <laughs> I don't enough. don't know about that one. Marty be like, no, nah, leave me out of it. Leave me out of it. And that's it. All right. Uh, we, we asked, again, starting some bird stuff, and we'll get to the Sixers a little bit later. But with free agency uh, approaching next week, and it, it sounds like the Eagles are going to lose some, some key names, some big names, and the bigger ones on the defensive side being Hargrave, Bradbury, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. We wanted to ask everyone tonight, how would you feel if all three of them left. You heard what Adam Schefter had to say, and you know Adam Schefter. He has his information. If they all exit, are, are you okay with that? And a part of that will be because you you believe that the general manager and Howie Roseman will be able to get things done. So that's where we're going to start, and we're going to do so in Glenside with Tone in just a second. Just want to remind everybody that we will have a guest at 8 o'clock, so we'll have them also participate Hopefully in this um, this uh, family game night tonight, can't win. She can't win, but we 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 will have some fun with her on, on the phones uh, here tonight. It's, it's International Women's Day, so you know we we represent. We want to represent here on the show this evening. Let's go to Glenside and tip things off with Tone here, starting us off on this Wednesday night. Tone, how you doing, man? My man is divine. What's happening, Tone? What's going on? Look, 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 I want to uh, put my two cents in this day. I really, I don't mind Chauncey leaving, Hargrave leaving, or Bradbury. Uh. And, the, and the reason why I say that is because we can allocate that money on fixing the entire team and just, and just one or two spots. All they have to do is sign Sue and Cox and Graham. And you got Milton Williams and Jordan Davis sitting there waiting to be the the, the, the new starters. Uh-huh. Cox and Sue will, will 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 resume the role into the backup roles. So you got two young defensive tackles waiting right there. You got Blankenship. The reason why they didn't sign Chauncey because Blankenship. Listen, Blankenship. When Dante went down, we didn't miss a beat. We still won game. The only thing with Blankenship is you had a what four or five game sample size of that. You didn't have you didn't have a full seventeen game season. Now I know he would have training camp and all of that stuff. Yes, but you didn't have a full seventeen games. You only had to worry about a stretch there. Right by him playing as well as he did, they looking at they don't have to use that money 
to play CJ, they can they can get Brankinson up to speed, right? So now you can use you can now you can still take some of that money. You have Kaiser White leaving. You got Nicole Dean now. But TJ Edwards going to be leaving. I say grab somebody like Bobby Wagner, okay, on a one year deal. How much though? Deal. How much? Ah man, like he he's a veteran. You know, six million a year. You know. Bobby Wagner, and you, you, you still, and then you draft your corner, so you still have the whole defense alignment that minus minus Hargrave. You'll have Bobby Wagner and Nicole Dean instead of Edwards and Kaiser, and then you'll have X in the back with uh um um with Blankenship and your new rookie, and then this year you draft a corner, a defensive tackle, a linebacker. For the following year, once Wagner leaves, and you know, and 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 Cox be done. Well, well, it's going to be interesting because look at you just ran all those names off, and and I hear you, and and I understand it. It's it's going to be. It's going to be one to watch for sure. Now, real fast, when you bring up the Bobby Wagner part, last year, even though he got let go by the Rams, he signed a five-year deal worth fifty million dollars. All right, five-year deal with fifty million dollars, so he got ten million a year, including a five million dollars signing bonus. 20 of which was guaranteed. Wow, they cut him after that one year and they gave him $20 million. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I don't know what his number is going to look like, but I wouldn't be mad at it. I just don't know how much he's going to want. I, I, I just don't know. He was set to make $11 million in total cash in 23, 24, and 26, and 10.5 and 25. Right, but so, you know Howie, man. Howie. I know Howie, but... He's older than Bradbury. I know that, but you're going to get him on one year deal. You're going to get you already got you already going you already going to draft the corner there. You got him as just a backup. Like okay, if it don't work out, we got a veteran to come behind you. You know what I'm saying, or or something like that for a one year deal. You know, um, he's going to sign a couple one year deal guys. He will. He will. He's going to sign a couple one year deal guys. The money is going to be on the offense. I say that that slot position, we need to upgrade that because we're going to have to outscore teams this year. Oh, yeah, see, and, I, and that we agree on. But, Tom, before we get to that, man, do you want to start us off on family game night? Sure, 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 do, sure, do. Let's do family Family feud on family game night. Let's do it. All right, Tony. So is that familiar. the music? That's the that music, is, yeah, family okay. feud. You're familiar with Family Feud. Is that correct? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I got you. All right, awesome, man. So out of a 100-person survey, we're looking for the top answer. Name something that was much cheaper 10 years ago. Wow. Something that was much cheaper 10 years ago. I got my answer. Phones. Phones, you said? Yeah. Phones. Okay. Devon? Is that on the list? Or you can't answer I can't. I'm going to wait. So your answer, whoever has the higher one between you and Tone gets gets the win. And it, it, it could, so it just anything. Yeah. Anything yeah. that yes. was cheaper. Yes. yes. Is the number one answer. Hey, I'm sorry, wow. Tone. Hey. Sorry, Tone. Oh, Tone. Oh, look at that. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. I was going to say that. <laughs> but you didn't. I did. Thanks, Tone. Really appreciate it. 610-632-0975. Was it? It was. Gas was number one. Gas was number one. So See? that's how it works, everybody out Very there. Very simple. You answer first. Devon gets the answer second. Whoever has the higher answer. You win. And, and if I, the and caller wins, you win. And when I do that, you lose. That's it. 
And if if only one person beats tonight, you know, wins over me tonight, you're the winner because everybody else lost. Simple as that. What if any? What if nobody wins? Then I'm going. I'm not ready. Well, going. fair. That's a fair but, point. But uh, we'll, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it all out. All right. Six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. As far as the slot receiver goes, Tom and I talked about this last week, where we looked at this and said, Quez Watkins. Most of us after that game, we were like, all right. It's almost like the Ben Simmons part, even though he's nowhere near a player that Ben Simmons was. It was one of those things of, okay, I saw it. That needs to be upgraded. That's enough. If he comes back, he's the number four. If he leaves, we're perfectly fine with that because we're going to go out there and acquire someone else. And that's just the nature of it. And, yeah, they're going to have to do that. They may draft someone. We've already mentioned names. Like, uh, who we mentioned? Robert Woods. We mentioned Marvin Jones Jr. Kenny Galladay, potentially. Kenny Galladay. He's probably going to have to take a show-me deal. He might want to stick it to the Giants and say, you know what? I will go up to the turnpike a little bit. I will be there number three. And playing with that guy, I'm going to get some opportunity. And we'll see how it goes. I but feel, you're going to have to upgrade that position. Whatever team does end up signing Galladay, I think you have to have him come in as your number four. Like, I don't think you can rely on him as your number three because he hasn't shown you anything the past couple years. But I think if they bring Pascal back, it'll be okay. And just in terms whoever of wins depth that chart, job. whoever is three or four, yeah. you can say whatever you want. We know who's going to get the majority of the looks in terms of the passes. That's probably going to be Galladay. Yeah, and that's one of those bounce-back prove-it deals where very, very low risk and, you know, potentially high reward with a guy like Galladay who just a couple years ago was one of the better receivers in this league. Just didn't work out in in, uh, New York. One guy I don't want is Robbie Anderson. I'm just done. Chosen Anderson. Whatever. <laughs> I chose not to say his name right there. Well, you're right. I don't. Yeah, I, he I seems choose like not issue. to sign him next offseason. How about uh, that? I, I agree with you. He seems like trouble. Bobby Wagner and that money, if he took a one-year deal, I would do it. But I don't know that he's going to take a one-year deal. Now, maybe he takes a two-year deal with the second year as a player option. He opts out or a team option, whatever. They opt out and they go in that direction. I would be fine with it. Bobby Wagner is still a good player. That team stunk. Aaron Donald played five games. So, yes, Bobby Wagner racked up a lot of tackles. He didn't have anybody in front of them. That defensive line is all built around Aaron Donald. He wasn't there. I would look at Bobby Wagner, but I also, it wouldn't surprise me if they got stuff done late. Not right away. Of outsiders. I think they have, I feel like how Howie works every time. They have like three guys that they target early, like that they want, they know that they want to bring in. It could be as big of a name as Hassan Reddick was last year. It could be a guy like Javon Hargrave, who a couple years ago when he first signed, not a ton of people knew who he was. We just knew he was coming from Pittsburgh, played a really good D-line. I think they have like three, four guys that they're dead set on bringing in. They get those guys early. After that, it's just wait. It's wait. Let's make trades later. That's all what happened, obviously. What happened with Bradbury? He gets bought out. Chauncey Garner-Johnson, they make a trade. And you wait off and say, hey, let's see what the market goes, how the market goes for certain players. Maybe they don't get what they want. We can scoop in late and get them and get them for cheap. So I think that's their approach. They got three guys they really want. They're bringing them in. The rest, they're just waiting. Could be a couple weeks. Could be a couple months. Our good, our good friend Glenn on Twitter, Glenn Hines 1, says, I agree with everything Tone said, Devon. Draft Witherspoon out of Illinois. Is it Devon or Devin? Uh, I don't. I think it's. I think it's Devin with us. Oh, okay. I think I could be wrong. I'll All double right. check. All right. Well, we can go with Devon. It's cool. It's Devon's a, cool. It's a good name. Uh, Cansey from Pittsburgh. 
that would be your other defensive tackle at that point. Another defense. I, I like that. And uh, the tight end from Georgia. I don't remember the tight end from Georgia. I don't have time. Uh, okay, but hey, I'm fine with those as your 10 and your 30, 31, whatever that number is. And if they get another tight end, you know, too bad for Grant Calcaterra. The one thing I disagree with, Tone, I don't think I'm bringing back Cox and BG. Like, those are two older guys. I understand they're leaders and have had great careers here. If you had to choose one, who are you bringing back? Probably Graham. Same. I'm not bringing both back, though. Same. You can talk me into one, absolutely. One or the other. I prefer Graham, but I don't think I can bring both back because they're both probably going to get more money than they probably deserve. Although, if Cox is only going to really, if they if he came back and they said one year, $5 million, would you do it? Because they balloon payment him last year. They gave him 15, 14, 15. Yeah, one, one year, five million. I, I could be talked into that, definitely. I could do that. But if it's a multi-year deal, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing that. You're out. It's so a one year and it's single digits. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Nine million, not 10 million. Yep. Yep. 610-632-0975. Family game night. Easy call there. You heard how we did it first there with Tone. And it's up to you to answer the question and get the higher higher in the category than, than me. And you qualify for a right to uh, hang out with us at the Sixers-Mavs game on the 29th of this month, and that will be our knockout. I haven't decided if I'm playing yet because I know I have to do pre and post. I'll bear. You guys have already been started by the time I'm done, and then, you know, I, I don't know if I'll have a chance to get down there and shoot. But we could probably shoot with the after thing with all the Fanatic folks. We'll talk to Chuck about that, see if he can make that happen. See if we can make it happen. Uh, also, Murph is saying on Twitter, uh, they also wouldn't have a Bradbury at corner. They're going to have to figure that out. You're going to draft one with this Witherspoon, or you're going to bring in a free agent where you're looking at a player there. Tone mentioned Patrick Peter. I don't I, – I watched him enough with Minnesota, and that defense was bad. Maybe he's better than what we saw there because that defense as a whole was terrible. Maybe not. That's the whole thing with the Eric Kendricks part. It was a bad defense. It was a bad defense. I, I, we'll see. But there are I, – I want a young corner in here, Murph. That is a fact – that's what I want. Malik in Center City next on 97.5. What's up, Malik? How you doing, sir? Can you hear me? I got you, man. I, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the, the uh, Eagles defense. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, and I don't. A lot of a lot of Eagles fans going to take it as hate. But um, Debo Samuels did an interview with I Am Athlete, and he, he was uh, saying that the corners were pro bowlers because the line made them pro bowlers. And me, I, I tend to believe that because if you watch the, a lot of the games that where the, where the line didn't rush a quarterback, a lot of them times, even in Washington, that's an example. What's it, quarterback Tyler Henney or something like that? Taylor Heineke. Yeah, yeah. Number 17 killed. He was killing both our corners all game. And, and with me, it's like I'm cool with letting Bradbury go. That's off that. But we need to bring CJ, CJ and uh, Hargrove. But if, I know we can't bring Hargrove. Hargrave. I'm, I'm, Hargrave, I'm sorry. It's all right. But I'm, I, I won't miss Bradbury at all, not one bit. Not one bit. See, I, I differ. Now, look, Terry McLaurin is a fantastic receiver. He does that to a lot of people. So uh, you can point that one out, and then I can point it out to you, Malik, of what Darius Slay did to uh, Justin Jefferson. You, you know what I'm saying? When we talk about yeah. the corners shutting guys down, everybody gets beat. They're lead at their positions. They're pros. That's what they do. The other side is, is paid to do their job, too. And Terry McLaurin is one of the better wide receivers in the league. He got the no, best I'm, of them. It happens. No, I'm, no, I'm saying, like, I, I believe in Slay. I just don't like that he don't like to tackle. But 
I don't believe in, in Bradbury. I believe like what, see, I think most people believe in Bradbury, and they started to fade on Slay. Now, that's just how it sounded at the end of the year when we take these calls. Okay, okay. Yeah. But look, man, I, I would like Bradbury back, but I'm not heartbroken because I know he's going to get paid. Now it's just a matter of Malik going out there and, and replacing him, and I think they need to do that with a young player and probably at that 10 spot. Yeah, like uh, that quarterback y'all just named, uh, the guy Weatherspoon. Mm-hmm. I like I like him. I like him. Cause we, need, we need a quarterback that likes to tackle. That's what, I like quarterbacks like that. I, I do too, and, and real fast on the Samuel part. I don't, I don't believe anything anybody from San Francisco says this offseason because they were all bitter. So yeah, yeah. he can say whatever he wants about that stuff and uh, the defensive front. Well, guess what? That stuff goes hand in hand, man. The, the defensive front, they do their jobs. The corner and the second, the safeties, they play well. The safeties and the, and the corners do their job. You get coverage sacks. It goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man, you want you, you want you a family uh, feud question here on family game night? Yeah, yeah, I'll take one. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. You're uh, you're familiar with Family Feud, correct, Malik? Yes. Uh, y'all, y'all took my one with the gas, man. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> well, we got another one for you. All right, so here we go. They surveyed 100 people. If you won $20,000, tell me the first thing you'd buy for your home. $20,000, the first thing you'd buy for your home. An item? It's the first thing you'd buy for your home. Uh, solar panel system. Solar panel system. Um, for my home, I would go with HVAC. HVAC system. Oh, damn. <laughs> See, Leek, you already knew. <laughs> Neither of those are on the top answer. Oh. Wow. So Neither. Do we get to choose more? We can do another. You want to do another one? Um, or do you want to do one? Give, him, give him another We'll do one more? Give him another okay. Cool. Wow, look at that. If you're buying a used car, what is the first thing you ask about the car to the salesperson. Uh, let me go first. Yep. Yeah. The miles. Mileage, okay. Devon? Maintenance history. Both are on here. Mileage is higher. Ah, look Malik, at that. You are Malik, our winner. You are the first the one first to qualify winner. here. Hang on, and uh, Tom's going to enjoy. He has everything leaked. Thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, some you got to look at the HVAC system and see if the heating and the, the cooling, if, if it works there. Oh, so we had a new TV. Uh-huh. Oh, see, we were going items. That's, I just, I, know, I read it how I it's good. That's why I ask items. Go ahead. A new kitchen. A new kitchen. You can't buy a kitchen. A living room furniture. You can buy things in you the kitchen. You can buy a new kitchen. You can't you can buy redo a, your kitchen. Yeah, you can redo a kitchen. It's not called buying a kitchen. That's <laughs> the same thing, no, now. it's not. Phrase, it's supposed to be phrased differently. I Listen, man. I just read them. I don't write them. Oh, man. That's how it works. Of course this you want to buy. This you want to buy a fridge. You want to buy a new stove. And, yes, you want a dishwasher and... Listen, man, don't be salty. Get the countertops don't be salty. and the cabinets. You don't you say the first buy house. a new kitchen. <laughs> you buy a home. You don't buy a new kitchen. You redo the kitchen. Come on, Family Feud. What's wrong with you? 610-632-0975. All right, Malik qualifies. We got Chris coming up on the other side. One open phone line for the first time since we've gotten underway. 610-632-0975. If Bradbury, Hargrave, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson all leave, are you all right with that? Are you okay? And that's partly due to the faith that you have in your general manager. And therefore, what do you then do? 610-632-0975. We'll get to the Sixers. It's family game night. You know the questions. 
It's Family Feud. We'll have our guests at 8 o'clock. We'll get them to participate in Family Game Night as well as we run with you for these few hours. Four tonight. Love it. Right here, 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. 97.5 The Fanatic. Welcome back, 97.5 The Fanatic, 610-632-0975. Devon Givens with you. Tom Alvord is here. Family game night. Hanging out with you until 10 o'clock. He'll have the leftovers at 945. Wow, we're already at 7 o'clock hour, and we're already into this heavy Eagles conversation. James Bradbury, Javon Hargrave, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. There's a chance that all three of those defensive players, key defensive players, will be gone from the Eagles beginning next week when free agency gets underway. Adam Schefter, we played the audio. Simply put it that, yeah, think that guy's gone. Think that guy's gone. Think that guy's gone. As a matter of fact, can we run that back, Tom, just to get for the new people or the people who may not have heard during the uh, start of the show? Run that back and allow them to hear what Adam Schefter had to say during his visit with the morning show. Hargrave is going to get about $20 million a year, I think. That, that's my projection going into next week. And we'll see if that turns out to be right or wrong. I think he's going to get the most money of all these guys. Would you tell me that that means he's gone? Yeah, I think he'll be gone. Yeah, okay. He'll be gone. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to afford to resign him. Would you go C.J. Gardner-Johnson too? Yep, probably. And what do you think he's going to command in the open market? 13 a year. You think he's gone? Yeah, I, I, that'd be my guess. Wow. Okay. If the two biggest ticket items, then Bradbury would be the third highest ticket item. And you think he's gone too? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> they're all gone. All gone. All gone. Tell me what do you think, man? I mean, this is this is what you have when you have all pro players on your team and they just so happen to be going into their free agent years. Yeah, so you are not surprised by this. I am a little bit surprised. Listen, I knew they weren't going to be able to resign all these guys. I knew they probably weren't going to be able to sign two of these guys. But for them to not resign one of your top three free agents. And your one was Chauncey Gardner. My one was Chauncey Gardner. And I was Javon Hargrave. And I had Hargrave right underneath. But, like, these are three top-tier players in this league that are, you know, maybe... I know they're not going to take a discount to stay or anything like that. I understand that. But it's going to be tough to replace these guys, man. It's going to be really tough. So for you to have three franchise cornerstone-type players on the defensive side in one season and they all leave and you let all three of them walk away... I am a bit surprised by that. I, I, I truly am. And I understand how Howie Roseman didn't want to get contracts done in the middle of the season because they don't want to mess with chemistry. He doesn't want to go out and give Chauncey Gardner a contract midseason. And then James Bradbury's annoyed. And then uh, Javon Hargrave's annoyed. So I understand it. But, yeah, I, I do have a little, bit of, uh, of a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth knowing that all three of your top guys are going to be leaving just because it's going to be so hard to replace. You already had it a is. ton of holes it on is. this defense at, with, after this free agency. I was thinking at least one of those holes was going to be one of these top three guys. But, listen, I have faith in Howie, and I understand why they don't want to pay the money for these guys because they're going to be getting top five at their position-type money. And, and I guess they 
they don't value them at that point, especially a guy like Bradbury and Hargrave, who are going to be 30 years older, are 30 years old currently. So I understand it, but, man, it's just looking like a potential big, big step back from last year on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of time left. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe something changes here. Stuff changes in the NFL day-to-day, hour-to-hour. So things could change in the next week. Maybe Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is back. Who knows? But right now, hearing that from Schefter earlier today, it's uh, not feeling great in the pit of my stomach so, right now. So let me ask you this before we get to Chris. Um, I asked this question last week when you were off. If they take a step back defensively where they're no longer top five, they were basically top three all season long. But if they're no longer a top five defense next year, but the offense is still what it is and maybe even supersized, based on who that slot receiver might be, where you could actually use them in the offense versus what they did with Quez Watkins. Can they still win? Are they still contenders? Because I believe so. You saw what Kansas City did. They had rookies, four of them, starting the Super Bowl in their defensive backfield, and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Although they gave up 38 points, they still beat them. My point is, it's an offensive league first. Defense still helps you win, but does defense win championships when you know that offense, again, is the focal point of the league. Yeah, can they? Absolutely, because you're correct. It is an offensive first league, and this offense is set up, other than potentially the center position, which I think we all have an idea, that, or all think and hoping at least that Kelsey's going to be back. Other than your running back, your wide receiver three, and one guard position, your offense is pretty much set. The issue is how big is the drop-off? Are we going from number one to number seven? Yeah, I, th- I think if you're still top 10, you should be fine. And I agree with that. Even if you're around 11 or 12, I For think because sure. you're middle of the pack. Sure. If this is a 20th, 24th. That's different. That's different because then we're looking at the Minnesota Vikings where they legit couldn't. Now, I, I, listen, this offense is better. Jalen Hurts is better than Kirk Cousins. But you know what I mean? That defense could get absolutely no stops when it mattered most. So if the drop off is that big, especially with a new D coordinator who's only had one year under his belt as a D coordinator, then it could potentially be a little bit worse next season if the drop-off is that big. But if it's top 10 around that area, then I think they'll be fine. All right, 610-632-0975. Let's uh, check in with Chris in West Philly here on 97.5 The Fanatic. What's up, Chris? What's going on, Devon? What's happening, man? Hey, nothing, man. I'm in a car on Broad Street right now. Uh, I'm not liking what I'm hearing completely, I mean, but I'm optimistic still. I think, I think. I think it's just the dramatics right now. I think um, I think CJ is kind of with the dramatics. You know, we in the day and age where players are getting into the podcasting and heavy on the social media and everything like that right now. So I think he's kind of playing into it. I think how he does get it done and bring him back out of all of them, maybe you know, I don't. I'm I'm I like Bradbury, but I wouldn't you know mind him not coming back. Uh, Javon, he's he's done his just do here. Uh, Hargrave, he's he's done his, you know, he's fulfilled his contract. I think he's been exceptional every game since he's been here um, besides when he got hurt. But I think how he does bring CJ back, on a, uh, you know, even if that, you know, even if Miles walks and, you know, it's different. But if not, I like what I'm hearing about Jordan Poyer uh, maybe being available out there. And Yeah, I saw that. Name, yeah. Uh, the, the one other name that I'm liking that I think we might be like a dark horse to get is if Khalil Mack gets cut. Mm. You know, we are the team of uh, see if the edge rushers got something left in them. You know, we going to go get them and they love playing in Philly. I think we could get Khalil Mack in the, you know, midnight green out here too. That's funny. First of all, the Poirier part, I think Jordan Poirier is already 31. He's hurt a lot. 
So how, how would you feel about that? Because he is banged up a lot. He can't stay on the field. And that is a big part of Buffalo's defense, or was a big part of Buffalo's defense. That would be one. And then the Khalil Mack thing, I, I would be more than fine with that. Him and the, he would be rushing from the same side as Hassan Reddick. But the, that's up to the defensive coordinator to scheme that. Sean decide that's a, that's a problem that you would like to have. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Khalil Mack thing, I would be looking at it more because he's older too now. Um, and Poyer, you know, if they go young and, and you know, they let Blankenship start, then, you know, he's that as well, you know, on, you know, some, some proven type thing because, you know, he's uh, Buffalo, they are, but, you know, they're not real, you know, if I uh, get into a little bit of rabbit. But, um, <laughs> he's all right, but you know, he's not real, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, but... I, I just I, I really hope they bring uh, CJ back, man. I, you know you can't you can't beat that man. He led the league in interceptions and missed five games. Yes. <laughs> like you you can't you know he's the best out there. Yeah. Well, listen, man. Again, I had Hargrave one, but I knew that right there with him was, of course. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because of everything that you say, and especially when I've been one that's been yelling about the secondary, more of the corners because at the very least, Chris, you had Malcolm Jenkins and Roddy McLeod for years where – I was comfortable. You know, you know what I mean? We got spoiled there, Brian Dawkins, and then you, oh, you had that little gap there where we had problems, but then you go right. get Malcolm Jenkins and you bring in Rodney Cloud later on, and you're good there because of those two. It was more the outside. Now the outside seems secure, at least with Slay, and we'll see what happens on the other side. But you don't want to – I understand why Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, especially with his age and him and Epps, seem like they had something good going on back there. You don't want to disrupt that. And you traded for him, so you keep him. Right, yeah. You know, we went out there, we showed them that we wanted them in the first place. And, and dudes love it here, especially when you're winning. And, you know, one thing about it is um, if you can run it back as much as possible, do that with your best guys. Like, why not do that, you know? Yep, yep, 100%. All right, Chris, Family Feud? Yep, Family Feud, let's get it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's go. So we are looking for the top answer. Just one answer, the top answer. Okay. When you lie and call in sick, what do you spend that day doing? (laughs) When I lie and call in sick. What are you spending your sick day doing? Number one answer. Yes, sir. Maybe shopping. Shopping, okay. That's all in here. Devon? Lounging in the bed. Lounging, relaxing is number one. Man, there sorry, you go, Chris. Chris. Sorry, man. Ah, you said, yeah, and you said you were going with that one, too. And See, listen, I, I I was listening on to the last guy, and I was yelling out, TV, TV, and I was thinking, <laughs> how, how did neither one of y'all say that? <laughs> and, now, and now you go the other way. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Hey, Chris, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You got it. Too. No question, man. No question. The Khalil Mack part is interesting. When I saw... When I saw Jordan Poyer's name, it jumped. But I said, let me see the age real fast. I jumped to that category, see his age. 31, I think it was going on 32, like soon. So I was like, ah, I don't want to bring in another older corner. When you just had Epps, who's 27. Safety. safety. I mean, and safety, you have Epps at 27, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at 25. That's pretty good to me. That's pretty good. Yeah, let's keep that age at the safety position. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know that I want to do that. And I understand it would be a one-year deal and it wouldn't be that much of a problem. And if he can stay healthy, which is a big problem because he cannot stay healthy, we see 
so much of the Buffalo Bills because of how much they're on television that you can't help but to watch and see who's in, who's out, especially when you have a captain like Jordan Poyer not playing. He just wasn't playing. One-year deal, I mean, I, I can't lose my mind about it, but again, I, I need somebody that's healthy and able to go. I need somebody healthy and able to go. 610-632-0975. We go to Tone, Tony in New Jersey on 97.5. What's up, Tony? Hey, Devon. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I want to play Howie Roseman for a minute. Please do. Okay. So um, I think building the roster is, is, uh, is a lot of fun in the NFL. Sure. And I think Howie, Howie loves doing it, too. And um, he's very creative in how he does things. So one thing I've learned to trust Howie Roseman over the years is you work in September until you do this. Oh, man, we're starting to lose you. Hey, can you hear me? All right. Uh, yeah, I can hear you a little bit better yeah, now, okay. yes. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, one thing I learned about Howie Roseman is you wait until November after the trade deadline to determine what kind of offseason he had. And so I'm going to say this. CJ, number one, absolute, find a way, get it done. He's Malcolm Jenkins all over again. Mm. He's not Brian Dawkins level, but he is very good, and he's a heart and soul guy. He's a vocal guy. He's a leader, he's a, and he's a talent. So I find a way to get him locked up in, in the secondary. I let Bradbury go. I let Hargrave go. I let T.J. Edwards possibly go. Not sure, but definitely Kaiser White gone. I'm bringing in the Kobe Dean. He's playing. He's starting. I might have T.J. and the Kobe, or I might bring in another linebacker. It depends on how that shapes out. I'm letting Miles Sanders go. You can find a running back in the seventh round if you have to. You can find a running back. So I'm letting him go to save money. And uh, in my draft picks, you absolutely positively with that 10, 10th pick in the draft, you got to get yourself a stud corner to go opposite of Slay. Now, what if they go? Yeah. What if they go defensive lineman, offensive lineman? Because you know what the Eagles do. No, no, no. no. Wow, no. you could you could do that. I mean, look, you're getting a top ten talent. Arguably, and the player might be maybe the number one player at that position uh, if not if not it might be the number three yeah here's why i'm not doing defensive tackle or offensive tackle and and you can live with it and it's a great pick don't forget about edge rushers yep but here's what i'm doing the reason i'm going corner is you're you're a lot leaner at corner on this roster than you are a defensive tackle all right you got a defensive lineman you got more options at the defensive line at the moment than you do at corner and at safety Right, you don't have a lot of depth at those two positions that you can count on. McPherson, not great. No, you know Wallace, not great. Nope. I mean, these guys are not very good in the, as backups. So I'm going corner, then I'm going defensive line, either a rusher or a tackle, depending on who's the best player at number thirty. Then I'll go offensive line, running back, linebacker. That's what I'm drafting. Okay. So. That's what. That's the way I would approach it. You know, he's going to get one-year deals. He always brings in a couple one-year deals yes. that are going to help the team. So I know that's going to happen. No doubt about it. Um, he's not going to. He's not going to strike it big. Most likely because of Jalen and his contract. You're not going to see. You're not going to see another big 
uh, Reddick deal in the first couple days of free agency. I don't think that's going to happen. But he will pick up free agents. He will pick up guys that can fit in here and there. But I think you need that heart and soul on defense, Devon. You got to have CJ back. You got to have him on the defense to lead young player. And you got to have, and you have, uh, Jalen Hurts on the offense, young player leading. You got a lot of young players on offense. That's my number one priority. Okay. Bring back CJ, draft a corner. That's it. I, I listen. I like it, man. I like it. And do you still believe, with all of that, that they could still be a contending team for? Absolutely, I agree. It, this off, this offense is even if they don't touch this offense from what they have. This offense is a top ten offense. Okay, you got it, all man. Right? If, and if I can get a slot receiver, amen. Then they're a number one or two offense. I think there is no reason to not go out there and get a slot receiver. And oh, that I means agree. that Let's means Quez Watkins. Is not a reason to not go out there and no, try to no, upgrade that position. Yeah, he dropped that pass in the, in the Super Bowl. I was done. That's and, it. And see, it only takes that. one. Only takes one. <laughs> hey, Tony, you, do you want a question here on Family Game Night? Of course, I do. Let's do it. All right, so two one. We surveyed a hundred people, not me, but the board game. Two yeah. one. What state do you think of when you think of the most boring state in America? <laughs> you ready? Yes. I think potatoes. Idaho. Idaho. Okay, Very that is good. on here. Very good. Devon? Uh I was going to go with North Dakota. North Dakota is number one. Get out of oh, here. On. Idaho is oh, number two. Uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz rears his ugly head again. Uh, look, yes, he fumbled it. He fumbled it again. Oh, no, interception, whatever you want to say. Tony, thanks for the call, man. Really appreciate it. All right. You got it, man. Take care. <laughs> Not bad, man. Three and one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that one, I, I gave the second chance. I, you know, I'm generous. Right. I wanted to give, who was that, Malik? I wanted to give the second chance. And that's the one winner so far. That is the, the one winner. Chance. We got a lot of people here with Rick and Jay and Mark and Mark. Two open phone lines for the first time in a bit, 610-632-0975. Should we tell who we're having coming up here, or should I not? Should I wait? Should I tell them? What do you think? I think we wait a little bit. We'll wait a little bit? Yeah. All right. We got a pretty good guess. I think people are going to love it. I'll say this. She is the number one. She's a fan favorite. Is that fair to say? Should you just tell people? No, but all I said was a fan favorite. Okay. I think That's... She's a fan favorite. Is that a good hint? Yeah, I definitely think so. All right, cool. All right, I probably kind of gave it away already because I said family stuff, but fan favorite. And she says she's good to play family game night. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay. So play Looking forward to it. At the end of the conversation, so we're good there. All right, 610-632-0975. And don't ask me if you call or even tweet because I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just going to radio silence. And we'll Tom will have to talk because I'm going radio silent. Until the next segment. The pressure on me. Go. Great. Absolutely. 610-632-0975. Rick is in West Virginia and wants to talk about the Red Hot Sixers. Right here on 97.5. What's happening, Rick? Uh, I'm not in West Virginia. I'm just, that's you know, watching the game now. Which one? What are you watching? The West Virginia game. West Virginia, Texas Tech. Come on, man. You know, Devon, I got to support my Mountaineers, man. Well, look, Rick, I, I, I have college basketball on in here. I just had one of the lower yes, uh, conference yeah, you, teams. You've got to have one of the good conferences. Uh, I, I wanted to go lower conference. conference right now. First of all, I can't really pay attention to it, so I'm just peeking that's, around. That's a, that's a good You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yo, I'm going to switch up from the Eagles because I can't talk about the Eagles now, man, because we're, we're looking at the Eastern Conference champions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Four games back of Milwaukee, one and a half games back of, Bo- of Boston. Yeah, gonna get, the Sixers going to get the two seed. Look at you. I don't think they get the two seed. I think I, I, do. I, I think, think Boston have a, has a better record. Um, and pardon me, schedule remaining where they'll still eke it out. And I think it's going to mean something to tiebreaker. I think. I think the Sixers win versus Boston in that fifth game from the last, from the end of the season. We'll put the Sixers fourth, up a fourth game. Fourth to last. Fourth to last. Yeah, fourth to last. They'll put the Sixers up a game and uh, they'll hold on to that and okay. win by uh, a game. Yeah, this Harden and B thing is pretty ridiculous. There's no possible way that Harden's going back to Houston. And he's using this as leverage. I, I, there's no way that he could look at this and go, you know how much easier life is for me here? Very easy. Like, Why not make it, it easier on yourself for the rest of your career? You're, and he's going to get the deal. It, it, Daryl Morey's in love with him. We all know this. He's going to get his money. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, it's all it is. It's, it's just stupid stuff. Sixers going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals and and or the championship and. He's going to be back. I'm not worried. All right, well, let me ask you this, because this was a question that we were going to ask in the 8 o'clock hour, but since you mentioned it and you're talking about the duo, uh, the question that Tom and I were going to pose to everybody tonight was, uh, outside of the Eagles, uh, do you you trust this duo of of Embiid and Harden? Do you finally have full trust in those two together? 100%. They're probably the best. I no, No lie, I went through this with my buddies. They're probably the best duo in Philadelphia sports history, mm-hmm. as far as basketball goes, Chiefs and Doc were great, and Greer and Chamberlain were great. But obviously, it's a different game. To have it's a different that, game, but you can't change it for the criteria. If, not, it, if they were great, they were great. I'm not going to change it. But Embiid is something that no one's ever seen. Okay, and and Harden is with Embiid is something that we've never seen here. They're the best duo in Philly sports history. You know what they remind me of a lot, believe it or not? And I know they, this team didn't win, and I know it's a totally different sport, but it's like Lindros and LeClaire. It was almost like those two, three years they were together, there's nothing you could do to stop them. It was just the other team around them might not have been good enough. Mm-hmm. And the, these, they're, they're unstoppable. They're just, they're, it's that, every single person watching these games, Devon, Watches that, yeah, guess what? They're going to run the pick and roll, and at the, at the nail, he's going to hit that jumper. Well, guess what? It still happens every every possession down the court. So what do you make when, his, when the complaint is he's taking too many jump shots and he's not working on yeah. the low block enough? Yeah. He's the best low post player in the NBA. He can take a few jump shots. Those are layups. Listen to Kate Scott. Listen to James 100% Harden. One hundred percent. They're layups, man. I got no problem. And by the way, it was funny when we when we uh, I went ahead to tell you when we tweeted last week, and I was crapping on Paul Reed. He's played really well ever since. Then. I know, right? His his last four <laughs> games, he's been pretty good coming off the bench. He's been pretty good. Yeah, he's still a little out of control from time to time, but that, I think that's just what you're going to have to live with and hope that it doesn't he, hurt you. You and I, he knew it. He saw it. I think you sent that to him when uh, I did. When we were talking. I did. Don't All tell right, anybody. Give me. That, give me <laughs> Let's do family feud, man. All right, let's do it. So, no, I wish you could play, Devon. That's all I'm saying. I wish you could play knockout because if I get there, I want to beat you. I might, I might be able to. We'll see. We'll see. Those are fighting words. Some confidence going on from Rick. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so they asked 100 <laughs> single women, name something, oh, great. <laughs> name something you do on New Year's Eve when you do not have a date. 100 single women. What do you do on New Year's Eve when you do not have a date? Oddly worded question. Oh, God, yes, when you do not have a date. Uh, you can still do the other stuff that everybody else does. Right. Yeah, drink alone. Um, I would say you, you oh, God. Let's, let's go with drink alone. Okay. That is I'm, all going, I'm going the opposite. 
You get together with the other girls that may be. I was, I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna do. I was gonna do cry, but I didn't. But I didn't say. No, it. I'm gonna say they drink with the girls. Drink with the girls. Go out is number two. Drink alone is number three. Ah, Devon, that's another Rick. one. What was one? What was one? <laughs> what was one? Number one was just uh, watch TV. Watch TV. Oh, that's brutal. Ah, look at, well, Stay home and watch TV. Uh, I mean, Didn't say drink. Know, they were by themselves. They, they, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, Rick. West Virginia, Rick. They were by themselves. They don't want to sit there and deal with all that. Now, if he said stay home alone, he would have gotten it. But he said stay drink alone. So I couldn't drink, give it to him. Exactly. Steve Harvey couldn't give it to him, and neither could I. Well, Steve Harvey's out. <laughs> You're the game show host. You're better than Steve Harvey. I disagree with it. I don't. But thank you. I You're very welcome. It. 610-632-0975. As we continue with the Eagles conversation, and I asked that question to Rick to start off our Sixers part of it. We're going to start with Jay with the Eagles and Mark Eagles, Mark Sixers. Do you have full trust in this Embiid-Harden duo? Are you finally there? It was always the Embiid is going to do this, but James Harden is not showing me enough. James Harden's going to do this, and Embiid can't do this. Or they're not in it together. James Harden dribbling too much and so on and so forth. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, do you finally have full trust? In their partnership with 17 games left before we get the playoffs underway. Very curious to see where this one goes. 610-632-0975. That's Tom Alvord producing. He's uh, got the leftovers at 945. He's also doing the game night, family game night here. I'm Devon Givens. We'll come back. We'll begin the phone calls. Couple open phone lines if you want to check in right here. Eagles, Sixers Talk, 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. 730 97.5 The Fanatic 610-632-0975. Family game night on this Wednesday. Have a uh, guest coming up shortly at 8 o'clock. So we'll get everybody in here. Uh, hopefully you all hang around and check out our guest because I think think people will like it. She's a She's a fan favorite. Um, so we'll do that coming up here shortly on 97.5 The Fanatic. Um, how about you, Tom Alvord, before we get to Jay? Are you really in on this partnership with Joel Embiid and James Harden? Do you trust it? And when I say do you trust it, do you trust it? Because it's not just everything that's going on right now. It's trusting it because we know what, we, uh, what they're playing for. Do you trust this partnership Harden and Embiid. The way they're playing now and the health that they have right now, I do trust these guys. And I trust them pretty damn close to 100%. That's a huge reason why I'm confident in this Sixers team. And I've said it multiple times. It's because the way that his number two is playing in James Harden. He's playing the best basketball he has played in a long time. Much, much better than the James Harden we saw last season. It's obvious that that hamstring's not bothering him. And he is healthier and he's looking for a big payday. But Listen, man, like the three-point shooting's been tremendous. The catch-and-shoot three-point shooting has been tremendous. The turnovers are down from last year. The offense has flown with them on the court. Obviously, you got to worry about the defense with Harden at times, sure. And when it comes to playoff times, they can, you know, both of them have a reputation, if you will, for not being able to get it done in the playoffs, for not stepping up in the big moments. If they're playing the way they're playing right now, I have pretty damn close to 100% confidence in these guys going into the playoffs. It's just a matter of staying healthy and keeping this uh, type of play up and this level of play up. So I'm feeling good about this team and this duo right now. I am. So do I. 
So do I. How do you all feel? 610-632-0975. Do you have full confidence? Do you have faith? Are you starting to trust the partnership of Embiid and Harden? 610-632-0975. We're still on the birds, and we're doing so with Jay in Mount Airy. Checking in here on 97.5. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, Devon? How you been, man? All right, man. Listen, what's the kid's name uh, that's in trouble right now? Uh, the defensive end. For the Eagles? No, 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 no. Uh, college kid. Oh, oh, um, uh, uh, um, Jalen Carter. Okay. Now, if he were not in trouble, what would he would be? Would he be a first, like a yeah, top, top three pick. pick? Yeah. Okay. What I'm thinking is, I want to treat the, treat him the same way uh, Tampa treated uh, Warren Sapp years ago. You know. Uh, let everybody pass on him, and I think that that kid will be hungry, and he'll be wanting to uh, clear his name. You know, I know that uh, we got to kind of wait and see what's going to happen. With That's him the key, bit. yeah, yeah. You know, but um, I I would take a chance on him. But the thing is, with Howie and defensive linemen, you know what happened with uh, you know Barnett? Everybody came came down on him. About uh, Smith, uh, Marcus was Marcus Smith a couple years ago, you know. So I know how he has a bad track record, you know, with uh, defensive linemen and linebackers and things like that. So he might want to stay away from it. But as far as the free agency, you know, I kind of look at the uh, Ravens years ago. You know, you got leaders at every level. So we got Reddick on the line. You know, we can get a guy like Bobby Wagner. For our linebackers, and you know, we already have Slade back there. You know, so if you want to draft some guys, I'm okay with it because we have the type of offense, as you can see in the Super Bowl, we can score points and we can burn the clock. So, and we're going to be able to do that uh, against 70% of the teams that we play next season. You know, there are a couple games where, you know, we got to play some tough teams, but you know, we still should be able to come out with like a, you know, a twelve and five kind of record, something like that. You know, so I'd, I'd rather go through the draft. You know, and uh, I'll let I'll let Hargrave go. You know, but um, I really would like to keep CJ because I think he he's a good uh, good young leader, young piece there. And one one quick thing I want to know from Howie is. When Howie looks at that team last year, would it be that uh, would he look at the line as the reason why the, the uh, secondary was good, or was it the right. secondary that was good that made the line better? Well, you know, you and know I how they work, Jay, which is they yeah. build from inside out. You know, they build yeah. along the line of scrimmage, offensive line, defensive line. That was always the strategy of Andy Reid, and they have kept that strategy here uh, in town, even with. Read now long gone. So if 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 you were to say that, which you just did, I would answer it and say yeah, because they do believe that that's how it works. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that line was the key to the secondary. So if that's if that's the case, then I think you know you gotta keep uh, Javon and then still draft that kid that's in trouble right now mm. because then you know just like Fletcher Cox kind of got old before our eyes. You know, that may happen to Hargrave, but we'll still have this young, hungry guy that's trying to clear his name that actually has great talent. You know, so 
I would, I would, if if, I, if it were up to me, grab Hargrave. Unfortunately, I would have to let Bradbury and as much as I don't want to do it, let CJ go and see what we can get in the draft. Okay. All yeah. right. No, I, I got it, man. Listen, there's a, a lot of different ways, Jay, that this whole thing can go. And I don't think any of us really look at it and say there's a wrong way uh, about any of right. this. Because they have right. so many holes to fill. Many people believe in Howie Roseman and that he can get it done. So we'll see. Jay, you ready for a question? All right, let's go. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Knockout on the line. On the line. And only, Sixers tickets. Only one. And Sixers tickets. Only one winner so one far. One qualifier so one far. One qualifier so far. So you get this. It's a 50-50 chance as of right now. So, uh, all right, here's your question. Out of a survey of 100 people, when you get out of bed in the middle of the night, Uh name something that it's easy to trip over. Name something Uh, that is easy to trip over in the middle of the night. The bed. (laughs) The side of the bed. Side of the bed. Okay. That's Uh, on there. um, I I guess uh, a shoe slash, slash slipper. It's not just shoe. It's shoe slash slipper, and that is the number one answer. Is it really yes, it on is. there yes, like sir. that? Yep. Listen, Jay, it's unfair right now. It's unfair uh, what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you, can't help, you can't help it if you're smart, bro. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the not-so-smart stuff. This is all basic stuff. <laughs> Everything else I would lose. Hey, Jay, thanks for the call, man. We all really right, appreciate man. it. You got it, man. What's that, 5-1? 5-1. 5-1 right heater now. right now, man. Well, we still got some time. Yeah, we do. We got plenty of time. Two and a half hours. Marathon, not a sprint. Correct. Two and a half hours. 610-632-0975. Also, our guest got pushed back to 830. So uh, we still have plenty of time to get to your phone calls. So you don't have to feel like you have to squeeze everything in there and and go there. Jalen Carter. This stuff has to be cleared up, man. And uh, we're talking two. We're talking a month from right now. And that that answer will not be there for you before free agency starts. So next week when it gets underway, you won't have that answer. It's more about drafting him than it is about what happens in free agency next week because we we don't know. We don't know. So that stuff is going to have to be cleaned up in order for me to say yes to Jalen Carter. It's, it's obvious, obvious the talent. Obviously, Jay is right about that part, the, the, the Warren Sapp. Randy Moss stuff. And the problem, of course, was, as he mentioned, and Jay did say this, this is totally different from their situations because they were just talking about smoking weed, which was a bad thing at the time. That's how the league was looking at it. Now, I don't even know if they even ask that question anymore. But when it comes to what Jalen Carter is looking like, you know, they, they're accusing him of being involved with, that's a big deal, a huge deal, a huge deal. Mark on the cell is next to talk a little hoops with us here tonight. What's up, Mark? Hey, Devon. How are you? Pretty good, man. Hey, uh, the other week you asked me what do I think about Dion McDaniels. Yes. I'm warming up to him, but I still think that we're really going to miss Seibel in the playoffs. If you play a team, say, Cleveland, for example, or Boston, I feel like Seibel was a lot more valuable, honestly, against, against like, Garland and Mitchell or, or even Jalen Brown and Tatum. I mean, I feel like, and I fully trust, MPs and Harden. I don't trust Rivers, but I, I feel like they need perimeter defense, and, and they still lack it. They, well, how how much does it offset though when you look at him, and you can also maybe get a little bit more from them scoring wise versus no, what I, you could get from Thibault, where 
that stuff, yes, he might give up a couple of buckets, but he also might score on the other end with Thibault did not. With, with Harden and Embiid and Maxi on, on a heater like he is, I, I feel like the scoring is, is you can sacrifice that because you got guys that can score. And you got Harris as the fourth option if he decides not to be the friendly goose. <laughs> but um, he was pretty decent last night. He had some clutch threes. I mean, a cluster throws, he, and he had a, a bunch of rebounds. He played well. Well, it was but, really, it was really, you saw my Harris? Yeah, yeah, Harris had uh, what fourteen rebounds to lead all re- yeah, all, yeah. all last night. Yeah, from what I saw, he played pretty well. He, he did pretty good defense. And, and McDaniel's, I thought McDaniel's not even the not even the game against um, uh, Indiana where he had twenty. I'll go back to the Milwaukee game, Mark. He he played in that game and he played well in well, that game. He was in that he was in that final that final unit, the closing unit, because remember Harrison Tucker were out and Doc Rivers left him out there on the floor. With Niang and, and and Melton as the other guys to go along with the the other three because of what he was doing. Remember, he had the three pointer at the end of the third. He had three free throws when he was fouled on the three where Giannis the fouled him, dunk. and then he had the tip back. He had the putback yeah. dunk off the Embiid miss. Yeah, and he played sleep on that. Yep. Yeah, and I he thought. played. Well, hey, that's that's his fault, right? You yeah. you crash and you look good. Giannis looks bad, and and, and and I thought he played decently on defense in that game also. But here's the thing, also. How much? How good would your cousin look at the three right now for the Sixers? That's besides the point, right? Well, it's, it's here, here, and I'm not saying it to be rude or anything like. But that's beside the point. Is I don't even know what the answer is anymore. Outside of I agree, <laughs> because I hear. we're five years removed. Yeah, you know he he did what he did in Phoenix. He's he's really starring right now in the role with the Nets, and it's is so I love it so much to see him doing this stuff because we thought he had this in him, and you're right. Um, on this team right now, with Embiid, Harden, and and him as the third, and then you got Maxi potentially. If if all of that stuff still fell into place that way, then yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, I got two more points. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this time next year, Tobias is not going to be here because he's going to command too much money. So I, I believe they'll be moving on from him. He might be out in the offseason. Yeah, he because he he's got one year left on his deal after yeah, this year. He, he might be. Out. He might be a trade. And, and I'm fine with that because he like he's inconsistent. But and another thing, uh, the, the the last three games before the Minnesota game last night, that was the worst uh, defense I think I've ever seen Sixers play a three game stretch. And uh, I, I just you know they they tightened it up yesterday. And one more point is, I understand that Doc is, is experimenting, but with like a minute and a half left in the, in the third quarter, I, I'm looking at another all-bench lineup, which you know he's not going to run in the playoffs. He's got to stagger it. Like, yeah, he's just, like, trying to, he's just trying to give you know, those guys some rest, and especially last night with Harden out. I, I couldn't get on, but, but what did he do? As soon as that run started, what did he do? He, he called that timeout and got yeah, those guys right out of there. He put, I think, Harrison Maxey in. He got, he yeah, got, I, I agree with that. That's the right decision. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know I'm not the biggest fan, but I, I, when, when it is what it is, it's it's what it is. He got those guys out of there immediately. Yeah, that, that was the right call. Yeah. I agree. Hey, Mark, you ready? Yeah. Family game night. Let's do it. I got you tonight, Devon. <laughs> last week at the Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a good one. I like this one here. Out of 100 people survey. Give a household chore that most people avoid trying to do or avoid doing. A household chore that people avoid doing as much as possible. Take out the trash. 
Take out the trash. That's what my kids do. <laughs> Take out the trash is on here. Uh, I just go cleaning. Yeah, I need a little bit more specific. Cleaning the bathroom. Cleaning the bathroom is higher. Cleaning the bathroom oh. and uh, take out the trash is number six. Mark, how dare you, Mark? Oh, come on. How dare you? How dare you? Come Listen, on, have a good one. All you right, too, buddy. man. Thanks nice for the call. You. you too, man. Well, really appreciate yeah. it. I, I like what I've seen, and you know I like the trade uh, with McDaniels adding him. Uh, with all due respect to Matisse Thibault, who will be here on Friday as part of the Portland Trailblazers. Actually playing okay there. I mean, he's had his down three-point games or zero-point games. Yes, he has. But he's also had his 15, 16 points and four steals and stuff like that. Playing a little bit better there as they fight for a playoff spot. Stop being a hater. Tom Alvord, stop being a hater. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um. <laughs> Nick, Nick Saban. Stop asking me to do it because it's not going to happen <laughs> when it comes to Matisse hate. But I actually think that I think part of it here as we talked to Mark was this. You've allowed yourself to, and this is what I was upset with Doc Rivers in that, um, was it, my, it was Miami. I think it was Miami where Tyrese Maxey fouled out with three minutes and 21 seconds and he put Tobias Harris back in the game with, with uh, P.J. Tucker. And instead of having Jalen McDaniels out there when you needed a little bit more scoring. I don't know that they trusted him enough. Now, while he'll always lean to the veteran, Doc Rivers, because that's where his trust goes first. And that's typically how it should be. But when you have a player that you believe can come in and also be a substitution, you lean that player for those particular minutes. It was a close game. Defense was on full display by both teams. Points were hard to come by. Harris comes in for his points, understood. But Harris in that game against Miami wasn't looking to shoot. He had four shots in that particular game. And it wasn't the Boston game because he had 19 in that one. It was, the again, the Miami game, which was on that Monday. I wanted it to be McDaniels. So now what we've seen, Mark, over these last few games where McDaniels played against Miami in that first game on the road, Dallas in that second game, Milwaukee, where he really shined, and again, the late part of the third into the fourth, starting against Indiana and putting up 20 points. Now Doc Rivers seems like he has a little more faith and a little more trust in McDaniels where I might, we've seen P.J. Tucker on the bench where he's played three minutes in the fourth quarter because George Niang is just playing better. So to your point, Mark, about McDaniels, and you know, you just want to see the defensive part. I, I think with him now knowing a little bit more about the offense and the defensive schemes, having a few more games under his belt, them having the confidence in him while he's on the floor. I, I think, Mark, you might. I think you might grow to like him as you said, as the season goes along, especially in some of these big games down the stretch. They got 17 games left. They got Damian Lillard coming up here. De'Anthony Melton, that's going to be his assignment. That's going to be Tyrese Maxey's assignment. You know who else's assignment? It might have to be in that game. Jalen McDaniels. Jeremy Grant might have to be Jalen McDaniels' assignment. How about Kyle Kuzma and, and, and Bradley Beal in the game on Sunday? That might have to be his assignment. So I think you're going to get a bigger sample size of him defending those types of players that mark you want to see. See how it plays out? See how it plays out. 610-632-0975.
Um, let's go back to the phones as we hang out with you until 10 o'clock. Tom Alvor is producing. I'm Devon Givens. Family game night on this Wednesday. We're giving away an opportunity to qualify. Family game night, family feud to participate in our annual knockout tournament on March 29th at the center. Sixers rematch Mavericks in town. See if the Sixers can put up 25 threes, make 25 threes, not put up. They can shoot 25. Will they make 25 in that game on March 29th? You get two tickets plus an opportunity for one of you to participate in our annual knockout after the game on the Sixers floor. It's always a great time. And remember, people, this is not just, oh, let's just go shoot around. This is an NBA court. This is the real deal. Once you get comfortable and once you get used to the sight lines, I'm telling you, you're going to feel real good on that floor. And how many times are you going to have the opportunity to do so? So enjoy it. Maybe never. Maybe never. Yeah, a lot of people don't. And a lot of people try to get in. I wish every time we called, we could have added everybody. But unfortunately, we can't because we have four shows here. We have, you know, the weekend shows you guys have. You just got to stop being so good at this game, man. That's the biggest problem here. I think that is part of it. That's the issue. Yeah, I think that's part of it. That's a bad job by me. Bad host. Bad host. You know, family game night. Competitive family game night. Competitive. Hey, man, it's about winning. It is. I, about we winning. want people on on the court for knockout, but it's about winning. Sixers won four or five on this road trip since Fe- since January fourteenth. January fourteenth, they're eleven and three on the road with two five game road trips. They're nine and one in those ten games of those two five game trips. Let's go to Stan in Drexel Hill, my man, on ninety seven five. What's going on, Stan? My dog. What's up, brother? What's happening, man? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Listen, man, you, you asked the question. What's, what's my, what's my uh, confidence in, in Joel Embiid and James Harden? Are you finally starting to trust this partnership? I am definitely starting to trust this partnership. I, I can't say I'm 100% like, oh, yeah, they're going to go do. You still got to go in there. You know, obviously Embiid's had history with playoffs. Harden's had his history with playoffs. So they still got to go out there and do it. But I got to tell you, I said this from the beginning. James Harden looks does not look like the same James Harden from last season. That burst seems to be back. You can see in his, even in his pitter-patter dri- uh, dribbles when he's doing his step back, the step separation is still there. He's pulling from damn near the, the logo. Um, I'm watching him. He just, he just looks, excuse me, he looks more spry. And we already know what Embiid's going to do because Embiid's been doing it for the last few seasons now. So when you look at them and they get into the pick and roll, I said this to Tyrone uh, the other day because I called into his show and I said to him about why people are skeptical about Doc Rivers as far as he gets all the blame when they lose but none of the credit when they win. And I said I think a lot of people, you know, have that a broken clock is right twice a day mentality when it comes to Doc. And that when we lose, it's because of something he's doing wrong as far as playing Montrezl Harrell too many minutes, not playing Paul Reed. Uh, going to the all-bench lineup, having uh, bad matchups where you have guys guarding people that they probably shouldn't be guarding. Things of that notion, people question, right? And then as a casual fan, or as even just as a fan, we're not getting paid to coach, but you feel like these are very simple things that should be corrected that Doc doesn't always do. So now you start questioning it. And then when you win, you say, well, that's not because of Doc. It's because Embiid and Harden are so good. You know? And, and I don't think that's fair. I don't necessarily agree, but that's why they do that. So if I do have any reservations, I think Harden and B will play well. The question is, for me, Doc, what are you going to do? 
are we going to see T.J. Tucker playing the five and not? Because I listen, Paul Reed's a good energy guy. I know he's played well the last few games. I don't think he's a playoff rotation guy. I just don't think so. I just don't. I don't see it. Maybe depending. Well, he you didn't. I mean? yeah. He didn't. He didn't play poorly against Toronto last. No, season. he didn't. He, he did. He so did. I guess it's depending so on the spot. matchup when you yeah, say that. You know, and depending on spot. Like I wanted. I don't, I didn't speak to you. I talked to to D about this. I wanted Will Barton out of the bio market. Oh, thought, we we, thought, we we brought his name up too. Yeah. I, I, I thought. Uh, uh, Has uh, he ben, done anything in Toronto? No, he uh, he hasn't. I don't. That was weird to me. Okay. I didn't understand right, him in Toronto, but I, I do also believe that situations would differ. I think I think if he came if he was here, I think you're looking at a three guy coming off you. I think your eight man rotation so is solidified. Because I feel like it's Melton, it'd be him, Barton, and I thought it would be McDaniels. I don't know what that last caller was talking about with the Thibault thing. I think McDaniels has been fine since he's been here. I like what I've seen from him. Um his length seems to bother guys. Like we had him on Drew Holiday a few spots in that Milwaukee game and I thought his length was really bothering Drew a little bit, so I thought that was good. And his athleticism, we haven't had an athletic wing like that, long athletic guy, you know, in a long time. So I like what he's bringing to the table. And I think the Sixers team is probably that the, the most dangerous that I've seen them. So I think, I don't know if we're going to get the two spot. I do think it's still there. I, I think they get three, but of course they'll be uh, in contention for two. Right. I think they'll be there, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens. I know Boston slipped up a little bit, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. Let's put it that way. I'm enjoying the ride, and I think this team can definitely be dangerous and, and get to the conference finals. Getting to the finals is a different ball game. we got to see with Boston, and you probably have to play either Boston or, or Milwaukee in the second round, so we'll see. But uh, I definitely think this team can do some damage, and, and I got confidence in them. I do. Okay. I think they're a two-man group. And then Maxie. I think Maxie has found his swagger back, and um, I think that, that big three, you know, and if Tobias can give you anything, you know, if Tobias is giving you anything, I think you put you in a, in a great shot, man. All right. Well, listen, man. Let's get you a question in here. Sir. Let's do it. All right. We need we need you here, Stan. We're down five one six one. Excuse me. The cars trying to trying to cheat me on my. I've been cooking tonight, man. Yes. Yes. All right. This one not a ton of answers. So this one may be easy. Mm-hmm. Name a flavor of jelly. Not a brand. Name a flavor <laughs> of jelly. Oh, you got the easiest oh, question. Probably. Hey, there's there's answers. No, I know, I know. Of jelly, a yes. flavor a of flavor jelly. Of jelly. I'm just uh, strawberry. Strawberries on here. I'm going my favorite because I don't like strawberry. I'm going grape. Strawberry is number two. Grape is number one. Ah, oh, Stan. Oh, man. 68 for grape and 17 for strawberry. That's the, and that's the right percentage. Disgusting. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Grape jelly? Stop it. Out of control. Out of control. Oh, you, you, wild. You, you, you kidding me, man. No, I'm getting robbed out here. <laughs> well, no. listen, man. We'll have oh, more Stan. chances. We'll have more chances to give these away. Stan, have a great rest of your night. I, I've, I've, I've done this many a time, the peanut butter and jelly, because I'm a big peanut butter and jelly fan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child. So I still eat peanut butter and jelly like as do I every day. They're delicious, very much so. Two Grape is superior. Grapes the yes. best jelly out there. Yes, there is. Yeah, and it is. I understand people going like peach or apricot, whatever yeah, other nah. stuff you want to do. No, thank you. Just grape, not even strawberry, because I don't like having that the little strawberry seeds, seeds in yep. it. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I'm I thought we would have one with that man. I was feeling good about that one. Overthinking it. Yeah, I can't do it. Overthinking it. That one, a couple of these already, and I'm just swooping right in. Don't outsmart yourself, people. There you go. Mark, 
is going to start us off. DSP, Dan, James, Mario, and you. 610-632-0975. Again, our guests got pushed back to 8.30. So on Family Game Night, we'll have them join us at 8.30 and talk a variety of different things. Maybe I'll tell you on the other side who it is. 610-632-0975. Devon Givens with you. Leftovers, 945 with Tom Alvord right here on this Wednesday night, 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Devon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. 97.5 The Fanatic. All right, 803 here, 97.5 The Fanatic. I'm Devon Givens with you, 610-632-0975. Family game night, talking some Eagles and Sixers. We'll get into the Phillies in a bit. 610-632-0975. Our guests will join us at 830. We tell them? All right, we tell them. So, Family game night. It's International Women's Day, right? Isn't that how it, it's not National Women's Day? It's International Women's Day. So with it being family game night, International Women's Day, uh, my people, my people are doing some really big things, and she's like, she's she's everybody's favorite mom. You agree with that? Like sports mom, everybody's favorite sports mom. That Around day. here, yes, <laughs> definitely. So you've heard her before. She's been on other places, but she hasn't been here. And while I've had Mikhail on, I've had Mikhail's dad, my cousin, on. Mom is going to join us tonight. Tania is going to join us tonight to talk about, she got a new podcast. She's stepping out there a little bit and wanted to talk to her about that on International Woman's Day. And she's also going to talk about the move from Phoenix to Brooklyn. Now, she's not moving from Phoenix to Brooklyn, obviously, but she was out there a ton. And now she has an easier commute from here to Brooklyn. So Tania is going to hang out with us here tonight at 8.30. Uh, at first she was like, am I coming in? I was like, nah, it's cool. You don't have to come in. You know, go handle your business. Do your thing. But uh, she's going to call in at 8.30. We're going to talk about Kale and what he's doing, uh, the change. You guys can, if you have any questions you want to... <laughs> All right, folks. You know, wonder what those will be. Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, what, what are we supposed to do here already? It's it's what it, like Mark said to us. It's like it's what it is. We're, we he's good. We love Phoenix. Now he's really really enjoying Brooklyn. He's honestly really enjoying Brooklyn. Although the championship aspirations were much higher with Phoenix and being there already, um, that part is different. But he is really uh, having himself a good time there. We were we were there on Sunday. Had the day off, so we went up there for his game and all. I put it out on Twitter afterwards. They have this practice court in their building that they work may go get some shots up after the game. You know how players come back on the floor after the game uh, at the arena, at the center, and we'll see. Remember how, how Giannis got into it, with, you know, all that stuff with Montrezl Harrell? You wouldn't have that because they have a practice court there in the building. It's really dope. 
So we we were waiting for him because he had to do his press conference and all that stuff. What he had like thirty one or whatever. So he's doing his press conference. So we back in the family room, and it's like, uh, you guys want to go? Sh- you guys want to go shoot around? So we just all went over there and shot around. Shot around. So I, I won the first annual. Uh, they called it the Brooklyn Bridges annual game of pig. I took game one. Came in the final in game two and lost it. Yeah. Because I shot an air ball from like deep. Ah. And uh, I shot the air ball from real far. Not real far. It's three-point range. I just wasn't warmed up enough to be shooting. Ah, there's the excuses. Now we're talking. I won the first now one. Now we're talking. Oh, come on, man. There's no excuses when you won the first one, were there? I shot all mid-range. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. Shoot all mid-range. And I was killing them because they were all trying to shoot deep. Right? So, there you have it. But Tania's going to join us at 8.30, International Women's Day. And she's going to talk to us about Mikhail and his move. She's the first time she's actually been on the show. We've talked all the time. She's been on other shows in the city. She's been interviewed in paper and all that stuff. And she's going to join us at 8.30 to talk about the move and talk about her podcast, all that stuff. All right? All right. So, appreciate everybody. Uh, she's, again, Philadelphia's favorite sports mom that didn't happen in professional sports. So I'm, I figured a lot of people at least like to hear from her if they haven't in a while. And then all the stuff about he should be here and she worked for the organization and all that stuff will come back up again. So Tania will join us at 830. Let's go to Mark and Belmar next on 97.5. What's up, Mark? What's up, brother? How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna, I'll talk about the Sixers real quick before I go into the Eagles. Um, realistically, with the hard, I mean, Harden and Embiid are playing a great two-man game right now, right? We've all seen it. I mean, honestly, they've been hot. The Boston, the Boston loss was a heartbreaker, but in reality, the biggest piece to the puzzle is not a, because Embiid, I mean, you could see it now. He, he's developed into something really basketball has never seen before. And he's just sacrificing his body every night. He jumps to the, it, 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 always on the ground, somehow, some way, um, just from giving the utmost effort. So re- realistically, um, it's up to Tyrese Maxey. I mean, in that, in that Boston game, he had, he had 25 minutes played. He had eight points. I mean, we lost the game by three. You know, like he had, had three made shots. Like, I mean, that that's the stuff that just can't happen. And the Boston, um, Boston game you're talking about. Yeah, Boston game played 25 minutes at eight points, man. And and some of his shots were so questionable that the fadeaway jumper, hands in his face, it was just like, it's kind of crazy to watch there. That, that they, they had that game. They should have won that game, and they would have continued it. And then they went on and beat Milwaukee. Like, of course, after the Boston game, they're going to lose to the Heat. Like, that's basically his schedule loss after that game. They're going all out in order to beat Boston because that's the game you need and it didn't get it done, but I mean, I, I like it. I mean, it's what we got. It's who, it's who's balling for us, and we're going to root for them regardless. I mean, I, I they can make a run. I mean, we, we've seen teams make a run that shouldn't make a run, but the Sixers have Joel Embiid and James Harden, man. People are overthinking it. Obviously, Doc Rivers has his hands in it too much, and people aren't the fondest of him at the moment. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that has its reasons. But on, on to the – so I'm, I'm rooting for the Sixers. I hope we can get the two-seed, but it is what it is. I like our chances against anybody. Yeah, and um, that's, why, that's why real fast, Mark, I was asking the question in that way because it has always been one or the other that is, is really off, which is, again, looking at Embiid, you love what he's doing, but you don't necessarily like what Harden's doing. He's holding the offense back or vice versa. And because Embiid's not on the low block enough, or whatever it is that he's doing with his scoring, it's not necessarily satisfactory to the to the Sixer fans. But right now, as you pointed out, they're playing really good together. So that's why I asked the question the way that I asked it, which was, are you really trusting the partnership right now? Of course. I mean, the media they just love to bring up him to Houston. It's like it's like their favorite thing to talk about. And in reality, they're not focusing on how good they're playing. Like they literally just ended the Bucks' sixteen-game winning streak, and 
everyone's talking about him going to Houston. It's just, I mean, it's just classic like media Philadelphia team. Like you know how that goes. I mean, yep. That's really all that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, going on to the birds, man. I think the most important guy to come back, but I don't know. I mean, Schefter reported Hargrave, uh, Gardner Johnson, and um, Bradbury all gone, right? So let's say those guys are out of the picture. I mean, one name he didn't mention is Isaac Sayamalu. I feel like he comes back. Just I've seen that guy at McGillan's more than I have kids I went to high school with. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and it's, he's always with Mulata. Like, there's some chemistry there. I don't understand why he would want to go. I mean, I don't think in the, with the 10 spot we're going to draft an offensive lineman. I would love a de- I would love a defensive lineman, fresh legs. It is in their it is in their obviously history to draft those guys. You got I mean, obviously I'd stay in the Georgia tree. I mean, Nolan, uh, what's his name? Nolan Smith, Georgia, incredible. I mean, he ran an incredible 40. Yeah. He's on multiple mass national championship teams. I mean, those are the caliber guys you want to add to your defense if you're going to lose guys like Hargrave and possibly Cox and possibly Grant, like. People like the draft is so important. You can't trade them for play. Like I wish we could trade a ten pick for Jalen Ramsey, but we can't take on the contract. Like yeah. I wish we could trade the thirty pick and maybe a future pick for Derrick Henry, but again, another contract. So like everything comes into play, and like you can't draft the running back high because it's just it's uh, it's not a waste of a pick, but it is a, a, in the in, long in, run. In, of, in of today's in today's game and how things go, yes, absolutely, you can't course, take not that high. Yeah, so I mean, you got you got you got the you got the pass rushers like Nolan Smith. I mean, if Carter drops, that's a no brainer. That's not. I mean, they passed on Sap. You don't pass on Carter. You're like it's the same. It's not the same exact thing, but I mean, guys in there. I mean, listen, man, Deshaun Watson got a three hundred dollar million guarantee contract, and uh, <laughs> so I mean, you could hey, see what gets that doesn't mean it was there. right though. <laughs> of course, of course, not at all, not at all. But I mean, you see what it takes for people let go in this league when you're a talented caliber player, such yeah, as those guys. I hear you. All right, man. Um, Let's, we I, got I, we we got to move a little bit. So you want a question? Good, all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, let's do it. I mean, I can't believe the last one. I don't. I'm allergic to peanut butter. I don't even know how that guy didn't say great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. That was, that was a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope this one's a little <laughs> Stan bit. Stan dropped the ball on that. He one. did, man. <laughs> all right. So all right, here we go. Out of a hundred person survey, name a complaint people have about city streets. A complaint people have about. Streets, uh, too tight. Too tight is on here. Oh man, complain about city streets. City streets. Um, what was what? What did what Mark just say? I'm sorry, Mark. Too tight, not wide enough. Okay, not wide enough. Um, potholes. Not wide enough is number. Five (laughs) potholes is number one. (laughs) That is unbelievable. I'm sorry, man. What a run. Oh, Mark, thanks, man. (laughs) Always good to talk to you, man. Appreciate the phone call. You got it, man. So the one benefit you do have, you go second. So you have a little bit more time to think. I do. But people people don't have to rush. Yeah, Yeah. you can take your time. Take your time. Yeah, I mean, obviously don't take too much time because we're on on the radio. But, yeah, take your time. Yeah, don't be taking like 40 40 seconds. We'll get a call from engineering. (laughs) Oh man, that's a good and one. I don't want to have you go first. I know because if I do, because you're going to get them. Yeah, um, what was number two? Uh number two was dirty, and there's litter. That's fair. How about three? Traffic, obviously. Not well lit was four, and then not wide enough and limited parking. Last one. Okay, all makes sense. Yeah, the potholes, man. Oh, they're brutal. Do something about it. Yes, I don't want to go down a tangent. <laughs> so yes, you're not Pat Egan, dude. Pat when, will go off. When I lived in Philly, we had a pothole down the street from us that was legit a foot deep and probably like 
three by five wide. Like it, this Did legit, they even put a cone around it or you anything? You put one tiny cone, but it was smushed in because someone probably of ran course. over it once. We're like, you couldn't drive down that street. That's how bad the pothole was. It was there probably a year. Like, bro, just put a do something, a, a plank down, a piece of board, anything. So yes, yeah, so a good, 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 good answer by you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, let's keep it going. 610-632-0975. Mario is on the cell talking about the birds and James Bradbury. You're not sad to see James Bradbury go, huh, Mario? Nah, man. I'm Mario, the Panther fan, man. About that, we spoke like two years ago Uh, about two, thinking he was going to do something, but he came into himself this year a little bit. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But uh, I don't know why y'all tripping about Bradbury, man. That's, because that's he had an all-pro year. We, whether we, whether you mom, like... He benefited off of the D-line. That's okay. But I saw it, and he did, and he was an all-pro. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But the, but the thing I noticed about him, where and he, he's been in the league, what, five, six years, and been if he leave the Eagles, this would be his fourth team he's been on. That speaks volumes to me. Like, no, that, 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 I, nobody want to keep you. And the one thing I noticed about him, that uh, he plays like ten yards, twelve yards off of receivers all the time. That's why I didn't like. Him. Well, that's that's that was the system, and so did Darius Slay, and, we, and none of us like that. But we blame that on the, the defensive coordinator and not the player. No, but 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 he did it from the beginning, though. And I, I, I beginning of what in his career? In his career, that's the first thing I noticed when he came to the Panthers. That how he played, and he he was giving up. He benefited off of our D line and linebackers, but. He gave up a lot of yards on tough downs, third downs that we needed in them stop. And 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 to me, just to be on for what his fourth team in in five six years, that's a bad thing, man. That's not good to me. And uh, don't trip about him. I love the Eagles too, so don't trip about him. I'd rather go get somebody, keep Slay, go get somebody in the draft, and don't pay him that money because he trashed. I don't. We disagree. So uh, I, I, I don't. I don't think he's trash. You, you can think I do, he's trash. I do. I and do. No I, I saw what I saw. No disrespect to him, though. But four teams. No disrespect. <laughs> he's trash. No disrespect. <laughs> okay. Yo, let me get one of the Family Feud questions. Let's Family Feud it up, Mario. Chance for you to hang out on the 29th with us. All right. Um, He's trash. No disrespect. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. Name a big decision in life that people make that will affect their entire life. So a big decision people make that will affect their entire life. Okay. Why y'all give me this hard question? That is a tough one. Don't overthink it. A big decision in life people make that affects their life. A big decision that people make that affects their life. Uh... Drinking and driving. Okay, that's that's not on here, unfortunately, but that is a that is a uh, very true. Devon, Dang, um, I thought I was gonna win some tickets or something. Not um, uh, managing money. That is not on here either. All right, so what is this one? How's this one go? Marriage. Oh, marriage. Marriage number oh, one. Oh, Having man. kids. Oh, oh, oh that time. All right, give give another. give Mario another one. Give him another one. Give him another one. Okay. What do we got here? All right, we dropped the ball on that one, Mario. I didn't drop anything. Well, we were trash. James, no Brad- disrespect, James Bradbury dropped yeah. the ball, according to Mario. <laughs> we- <laughs> All right. If you decided to live a simpler life, what is the first thing you're getting rid of? A simpler life, what is the first thing you're getting rid of? If I decide to live a simple life, the first a thing spouse. I'm getting rid of? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, well, I ain't hear you. I ain't hear you. I said man. spouse because of the last question where they said divorce was number one. 
Just a, a decision, or excuse me, if you decided to live a simpler life, what is the first thing you're getting rid of? Simple life. Not very hard. Not a lot of stuff around you. Uh, kids. Kids is on here. Mm. Simpler life, uh, a car. A car is... Higher. Cars. Kids is higher. Y'all cheating. Y'all cheating. Ah, damn, man. I got the cards here, man. He's I in the studio, man. I'm not even near him. <laughs> I don't oh, want him to win. I want you guys to win. Bad. Thanks, no, man. Bad. Appreciate it. You guys. See, the last time we did that, we had no, a winner. We had the winner, yeah. Yeah. See? Uh, See, yeah, you were right. That was that was very simple, and we overthought it. Yes, you did. Right here. TV and cable was number one on Simpler Life. Yeah. Phone, cell phone, computer. Car. That cable thing is real. Absolutely. Streaming now for many people, myself included. I don't, I'm trying not to give the hard ones. There's some hard ones in here, and I'm trying to pick from some of the easier ones. So I hope I'm being fair. So we still only have one? Yeah, We've lost count one. now? We got like one. nine one? Uh, nine, nine one. one. Nine one? All right, let's go to James next. He wants to talk a little flyers and Chuck Fletcher. Trash. We don't, no disrespect. What's up, James? Yo. Ron, first time caller. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I don't mean to bother you at work. Nah, here. nah, man. I'm glad you bothered me at work. Thanks for calling. Oh, of course, of course, of course. So, if you don't mind me venting out just a little bit to that. Please do. You you just heard where we just got uh, James Bradbury's trash, no disrespect. So let's hear what you have to say about Chuck Fletcher, no disrespect. And so, if they're listening, that. Broad Dave Scott, hockey operations, Chuck freaking Fletcher. These guys have turned this city, which I was born in, Philadelphia, right here where I'm standing on right now, into a three out of four city team. We used to be four for four. It is now three for four. Flyers mm. are all but dead to this city. It is not, it's not a question anymore. I hope everyone listening comes out Saturday. I don't know if you saw that Instagram post. Everyone's coming down at 10 a.m. to protest and put out signs for the sell the team. I saw that. The person had like a, a, a trash bag for their head. Yep, yep. And going out because Saturday, who are we playing? The Penguins on what? ESPN, national television. Let's go out. Let's put up signs. Tell everyone, sell the team. Comcast Spectacore and everyone under that umbrella, I hope. I hope you get so embarrassed Saturday. I hope that more of us come out. I'm going out there. Please, everyone, wow. come out. Wow. Yell, sell the team. Dave Scott, Chuck, we know Chuck Flexner is gone. We know that. He's a general manager. How often do they come and go? We know they, they have a shelf life. What, five plus years outside of Harry Roseman? Yeah, wow. Look at that, So, man. listen, everyone out there, come out, sign. Tell everyone, sell this team. This team has gone wayside. It, it, the city is no, we can't say we're a full support team because this, this company, this corporation has ruined this team. And I know we're talking about Sixers and we got a lot, a lot of positivity with the Sixers and obviously the Eagles and Jalen Hurst and whatnot. And of course the Phillies starting in like two, three weeks. But listen, we need to, we, we need to figure something out for our, for our fourth team. I get it. Flyers are fourth, but I'm just your residential angry. Flyers. And listen, I, I, I didn't want to say anything because, as you say, will you allow me to vent? I wanted you to vent. You vented, and I wanted everybody to hear it. 
And I'm glad you, you did, James, because it's been a rough one there for the Flyers, obviously, all season. And Chuck Fletcher has not done himself no favor, especially after that trade deadline of doing basically nothing. McEwen, no JVR movement, anything. So I, I understand, man. And listen, let's 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 see if we can get you to hang out in six a game, get a better product at least where you can enjoy I, yourself. I would love it because we don't mind losing. It's just the way they're doing. Well, I, if you could tell us what we're going for this Bedard uh, kick, fine. It's but too late. Yeah, it's too late for that. But they, the way they did it, and it's not just this year; it's been the past couple of years. But I'm sorry, Devon. Go no, ahead. you're all good, man. All I'm good. Family let's, do let's family feud it up, man. All right, let's see if we're gonna break the streak here. I don't want any overthinking. All right, I got, it, I got. It. I'm feeling good now. Who do you enjoy shopping for the most? Ah. Who do you enjoy shopping for the most? All right, this could be a trick question. Uh-huh. Don't overthink it. <laughs> but I'm going to say myself. And that is the number one That's answer. where I was going to go, too. Let's oh, go. Jay, thanks, man. That's great. I was going to go. I was going right there. there. Go. Not kids, not the significant other. Nope. Myself. Nope. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Hang on. You qualify for an opportunity to hang out with us on March 29th. We got one. I was going there. I know you were. I was going there. Not that I am like that because I've been, it has been like with, with the kids and, you know, their mom and all that stuff. It was, hey, had to be told to do things for myself because I'm always making sure I do, you know, make sure that everybody's good. And so that's not me. But I'm not saying anybody else is wrong for doing it the way that they want to do it by shopping for themselves. But I had to be told to, hey, stop doing stuff for, for uh, do something for yourself, that kind of thing. So, cool. All right, coming up on the other side, we're still going to talk to Dan and Claude Berkeley, Brian, DSP. It's family game night. It's International Women's Day, Women's Day here. And in, in, you know, everything has a day, but this one is a, a worthy day, International Women's Day. So I'm going to bring my folks on. Tania Rivers is going to join us here on the other side and talk about her new podcast, talk about Mikhail and uh, the change from Phoenix to Brooklyn. And I know she's uh, everybody here, all Sixer fans' favorite mom. So you get to hear from your favorite Sixer fans' favorite mom that didn't happen, unfortunately, for like 25 minutes only. She'll join us on the other side here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. Welcome back, 97.5 The Fanatic, 831 here on The Fanatic, here on this Wednesday night, family game night, 610-632-0975. Devon Givens with you, Tom Alvore, we have the leftovers at 945. We are having family game night, and so far we have two people who have qualified for the chance to join us on March 29th at the center to hang out for the Mavs and the Sixers game. And uh, on the Mavs-Sixers game, we're going to have our annual knockout after the Sixers and the Mavs, where you guys can come on the floor and shoot around for a bit and see if you can win the, what is it? I think it's a trophy. Um, I think it's a trophy. So, Tom, you were in there last. That's correct. Of the staff. That's correct. But you weren't close enough for the trophy? Nah. All right. Like fifth or sixth. I, I, I screwed it up the one time that I was in the final two. That was my fault. Final two? Yeah. Final Not bad. Two. Yeah. My legs, after, I haven't shot. That was like first time I shot a basketball in probably a year. Yeah. The legs, they they turned on me towards the end. Got Understood. no lift. Understood. Well, all right, we'll get to the calls. We got Dan, Claude, Brian, DSP, a couple people dropped off because we're having our guests 
here on this National Women's Day in, in, in our country, in our world. Right now, it's National Women's Day celebrating all the great women out there doing tremendous jobs, whether it's work and family and all that stuff, doing a, a great job. And I wanted to bring on a great uh, person here uh, for National Women's Day. And it is a pleasure because we've always talked and I've never had her on and we said we were going to do this. And also getting into the podcasting world. On family game night, we got to bring in some family. Talk to Tania here. Tania Rivers joining us on the Comcast Business Hotline. What's up, Nia? Hi. What's up, D? Uh, nothing much. Just hanging out. You know, little little, little light work tonight. <laughs> a little light work. I love it. A little light work. So we were talking about the knockout that we have at at the arena after the game. And I, when we were shooting around on Sunday, you you told us all to stop because you didn't want us to get hurt after the yes. game. I was very concerned. I felt like a few of you have, you know, that you've, <laughs> you've played your part and now it's time to sit down. You're a little rusty. And I saw a lot of um, shots that were not going in. And if you were Mikel, I would have said you owe me, you know, you owe me some push-ups for every shot that you missed. Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> now, what you didn't know, because you didn't follow up, I won the first one. Excuse me, sir. I did win the first one. I lost the second one <laughs> in the final round, but I was okay going one for two. Oh, oh well, yes. that's not good. You got to have higher expectations. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, next time. Who's, who's good for one for two, buddy? Come on. I know. I know. But we were all, hey, look, I'm, I'm using my excuses. <laughs> Jeans, sweatshirts, all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, come on. All right, if fair you're, enough. If, you come, if you're a baller, you can ball in anything. That's how it works. But that's how I won, because I was balling. Yeah, I was balling. I, I don't know one for two is balling. Right. Like, be careful. With All right, words. fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> well, listen, Nia, again, it's International Women's Day, and the one thing I wanted to bring you on, first of all, I think you do understand, or maybe you don't, but I'll tell you, I, I get so many calls. I have been the, I guess, the family spokesman because of the platform <laughs> for everybody, and I always try to make sure I push it back to you, his dad, you know, the family, everybody, and not put it on myself. But one thing that you have okay. become is uh, like the 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 the, uh, the the mom for everybody here that the, that everybody loves uh, of Sixer fandom Aww. here in town because of everything on 2018 draft night and all. And I wanted to bring you on International Women's Day because you, 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 uh, you do connect with so many people here. And I wanted to talk yeah. about your podcast because not a lot of people knew about your podcast. It's called the Tipping the Scales podcast, you and your co-host. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us about the podcast, what it's all about and uh, why sure. you decided to jump into the podcast world? Oh, excellent question. So, uh, like like you said, it's called Tip in the Scales. It's a life it's a lifestyle pie. So we talk about everything from love, from marriage, to finance, to you know professional skills in terms of how you can you know find your purpose. So we have so many good topics, and I think it's just something that I. I've kind of found my calling. I really love to do it. I, you know, we, our listeners, we call them our tippers, and we're on this journey together. We're like a family. We talk about, we cry together, we laugh together, and just a good way to have this network that supports one another. So I love it, and I got to give a shout-out to my co-host, Shay Dawson. Um, it's something that we discovered together, and we've been loving it ever since. It's been about a year, and we love it. It's fun. It, it, it I appreciate you. Oh, no, of yeah. course. And like you, when I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And the thing that I've always done, and you know me, as I always call the listeners and the callers and the people who tweet into the show and get involved in general, family members, because of 
how we are with each other every day on these airways for four hours a night and talking about so many different things. We expose ourselves to each other here on the phones and, you know, just being yourself. And the one thing I did want to ask you, though, is once you outside of the fact that you feel like you found your calling, uh, what what about it, though, has made it that way where you feel like this is now your calling after being in the professional world for so many years? Human resources, you've done a great job with that. And still, you. you know, working. But now this is yeah. your calling. What is it about it that makes this your calling? Yeah, I think that, the, you know, one of the reasons why I decided to go into the HR was because the fact that I like helping people. I like making a difference in people's lives. And by doing this podcast, you know, it's another way, but I just have a more broader reach to continue to help people on a variety of different topics. And it's my way of, like, giving back, but still have the opportunity to make those connections out in the world. So, you know, it's just something that just excites me. And I always say to people, when you're doing the work that you love to do and you're passionate about it, you're just going to be successful. And it's something that I'm passionate about. And, you know, I get excited to go behind the mic um, with my co-host and just looking forward to continue this journey in the podcasting world. And kind of, you know, when you the work that you do, I think, the more you do it, of course, the better you become at it. So I'm just on this journey of discovery, and I just hope to continue, you know, down this path and continue to get more tippers and, and, and grow this kind of family together. Tania Rivers joining us on the Comcast Business Hotline. New podcast, Tipping the Scales podcast with Tania Rivers and Shay Dawson. Make sure you check it out on all platforms, wherever you go, Spotify, Apple, everywhere. Go check it out and uh, check out Tania. She's doing a great job. Over a year, what have you learned about podcasting or hosting, if you will, that you may not have known before you got into this? Um, I just, I think... um it takes a level of vulnerability when you put yourself out there. And when I first started, I just was not, it took me a long time. Like I felt like I was doing a presentation opposed to just talking (laughs) and, and being my authentic self. And I think throughout this journey, I learned that you really have to just be vulnerable and, and, and talk about some of the things that you may be afraid of because the more that you're vulnerable and you start to show your listeners, who you are, the better you connect with them and you just become more relatable because we all go through things, right, in life. And I think the things that we experience, we can continue to help other people and you never know who you're helping along the way. So I think I've learned to just, to me, like, relax, be vulnerable and, you know, still be funny and tell jokes and do the things that you like to do. But don't be afraid to let people know who you are, share your struggles, share some of your pain. Cause like I said, you help other people kind of over the hump and something that they may be experiencing. You don't even know about. So with, yeah. with a year in the books already, do you have a favorite episode? Well, you know, I'm biased, right? So of course, <laughs> <laughs> so of course, you know, because your listeners know, like, so Mikhail Bridges is my son and, of course, when he came on, we just had a good time. We talked about how when he was in 11th grade, he dumped on me because I think that I still could play him like one-on-one. And he's like looking at me like, please, mom, sit down. Mm-hmm. And I tried to go out there on a court with him. He dumped on me. I fell backwards. He fell. And he said, this little one-lighter, like, keep the baby out the street. <laughs> I got I got teased forever for that. But it was fun. And just having him come into my world a little bit. I spent so much time since he was a child in his world. So, 
being able to let him into my world was fun and, you know, something that was memorable. Um, another one that I really loved, Jay Wright came on and he was very vulnerable and talked about some things and actually teared up. So mm. I have to say, I, I made Jay Wright cry. Did yep. you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for Jay. He's an amazing coach and he's, you know, transformed Mikel from, helped him from a boy to a man in the game. So I have a lot of respect for him. So it was fun having him on as well. Yeah. Uh, and make sure you guys go check it out again. Tipping the Scales podcast. You can find it anywhere where you do get your podcast. Make sure you check yeah, it out. Yeah. Tipping the Scales <laughs> so you can become a tipper there with uh, Tania <laughs> and Shay. And uh, Tania joining us on the Comcast Business Hotline. All right, Nia, since you mentioned Kale and um, everything yeah. that has happened, the one yeah. thing that I always get, and you just talked to Tom as he, uh, you know, you and I, you and Tom were talking before you came on, and the one thing I always get is, uh, he should still be here, and how could they do that? <laughs> His mom was working for the organization and all oh, that no. stuff, right? And yes. and that's the one thing that always comes up outside of the fact that, you know, he, they wish he was still playing here. But, all right, he was recently traded, and yeah. that's the second trade of his career, and yeah. it was tough because I know how much you love Phoenix and I know how much he loved Phoenix. And I know how much, you know, everybody loved going out there and seeing him play. That yeah. that 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 city loved him. And being in that building and witnessing how much they love him was pretty cool. The couple of the yeah. few times that I was out there to see it. But um, you mentioned it from the beginning to where he is right now. What has this journey been like for a lot of people? I've told things, I've said things, but nothing outside of what I'm not allowed to say on the air uh, about Mikhail. Yeah. But for you, watching this journey, yeah. for some of the people who may not know a little bit more, hearing from you as mom, what, yeah. what, you know, what was the journey like? What has the journey been like that's still going on? Yeah, I think for Mikhail, like he's someone who just has worked really hard, right? And just the transformation that I've seen for him being just this little boy doing something that he liked to do, that he loved to do, to now living out his dream will always be something that's so surreal for me as a mom, you know, as a single parent. And we definitely had some really hard times together. I felt like, you know, I was a young mom, too, for those of you who know my story. Like, I had it when I was 19. I was a young mom. I still was striving to, you know, it took me like a decade to get my my degree because I was trying to balance, you know, being a mom at the same time, helping him what he needs to do, what he needs to do for him and then try to climb the corporate ladder. So it was tough. So just to see him be able to be this scrawny little kid, like he was super skinny. So, you know, <laughs> he put on the weight, like red shirt in his first year um, at Villanova, which was, which was tough. But I think for me, what I've seen the most and what, I appreciate, um, I think out of everything, is the confidence that Mikel has brought to his game right now. Like, that kid is so confident that when he steps out on the court, like, he's kind of making his mark, saying, you know what, I deserve to be here, and I'm going to continue to show you what I can do. And that means everything to me. Like, I still get choked up when I see him coming out of the tunnel and he's, like, stepping on a court. Every time I see, the, you know, I'll go to one of his games, it, it still hits me hard. And, you know, I say to myself, I can't believe, like, this is my kid. Like, oh, yeah. he's living his dream. And, you know, nothing can make, you know, for, for those of you who are listening and you're a parent, you understand that when your child is living out their dreams, it's just, it just fills you with so much joy. And 
it makes me happy every single day. So. Yeah, it's still cool to watch him. I, I, it's funny because we'll sit there and he'll do pregame and stuff. And normally when I'm at the Sixers games or anything, I, I just look all over the floor while I focus on something. <laughs> but, yeah, I still focus on him in warm-ups or when he's introducing he's, do. and he's doing his bouncing around on the sideline before they start the game and all that stuff. Why? Because it's him. Yeah, you're right. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's that's the cool part about it. But the other cool part is that he's back on the East Coast and he had as much as, again, you love Phoenix. He's closer, and you, he dropped 45 a career high. He goes to the sideline, give you his jersey. That was dope crazy. to see. That was dope. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. And, and as I was you... losing my mind. <laughs> you know, listen, yeah. I'm not one of the little quiet moms who says, I'm like, yeah, good job. No, she's I'm not. Like, no. Let's go. Let's go. You know, like I'm loud. I got a big mouth. I'm like in it. I'm screaming. I'm just seeing him hit everything. And it was crazy. Just to be on the court, courtside, by the way, was yep. an amazing yep. experience, right, in itself. But just seeing him, like, hit new levels and to have a new career high of 45 was amazing. And then he came, came over, gave me his jersey, and I just teared up a little bit, like, oh, like, this, that's, my, that's my kid. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's doing well there, and he's, he's killing it right now. And uh, it's tough to leave a championship contending team, but right now the future looks bright yeah. there. So how how do you oh, like yeah. the situation now with, with the Brooklyn Nets? I like it. Like, of course, selfishly, I'm excited that he's closer to home. I can see him more. I travel a lot with my job. So, you know, it's hard to get to a, a lot of his games. But so selfishly, I'm excited that he's closer to home. But he also has an opportunity to 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 really take his game to new levels, right? I think that, for those of you who have been watching, you started to see like a, a different um, part of Mikel that you haven't seen before, like he's scoring more, but not even about scoring because those of you who know his game know that Mikel will do whatever it takes to win. Yep. He's not a stat stuffer. He's not going out there to put on a show. Like he just wants to play the game, play the game the right way. And, and, and it's real fast. Sometimes we're like, yeah. no, do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's just not who he is. I know. I know. But, but I'm sure that you can see, OD, is that he has this certain level of confidence and he's being way more aggressive. And that's all we can ask out of him. Right? Look, the sky's the limit to what he can, what he can do. There's so much more. He's just scratching the surface of, of showing you what he can do with his game. Yep. This kid has so much talent that I can't wait for the world to see. Like, I'm not just saying that because, 100%. I'm, his, because I'm his mom. Like, I'm a fan of the game. I respect his game. I respect someone that has that level of talent, but yet is so, you know, selfless that he will do anything for anyone on that team to like, oh, he wants to win. And he's a coach's dream. He doesn't give you any drama. He shows up. He's going to give it his all. And at the end of the day, he wants to win. Absolutely. Well, if the season ended today, Nia, 17 games left for the Sixers and it's right around there for the Nets, it would be Sixers-Nets first round. I know, right? <laughs> How crazy would that be? That would be nuts. Well, I can tell you I'm not cheering for the Sixers. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I, Sixers fans. Yeah. <laughs> and and they, and. And when it was, uh, it was, it looked like when Phoenix got to this championship a couple of years ago, and it looked like the Sixers might get there. Also, everybody was asking yeah. me, "So what are you going to do?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? What am I going to do? <laughs> and, and <laughs> what are you going pr- to do?" That's, that's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. I'm going with number one. Okay, this is what it how is. Ce- Wait, how do you celebrate 
still about that number one because you know yeah. that Mikhail has had that same jersey number 25 yeah. since he was in high school. So had it all throughout high school, had it all throughout college. Within the five and a half seasons that he played at um, the Suns, he had 25. So yeah. this is a big transition for him going to a new number. It's different, him, but it, it looks right. Number one? It looks yeah. right. It looks right. And especially now that he's in this spot and we're talking about him being able to blossom and become his own player the way that he is here. And being number one, if he plays like that and he's the number one guy on that team going forward, it fits him perfectly. It looks right. And so far in that black uniform and, of course, the white when they wear that one, but the black uniform with the white is dope. And he has that for him. And this is his time. And so, number one, this is his time. Yeah. That's right. This is his time. Yes, it Let's is. Go. That's it as well. Let's get it, Mikel. Yes. Go. Well, Nia, you're okay. on family game night. So you said oh, you would boy. participate. And <laughs> right now I've been crushing the field. And okay. uh, we're going to give you a family feud question here oh, on family God. game night. Yes. Tom, okay. play the music and let's give Nia <laughs> a question. All right. <laughs> no pressure. What's the confidence level right now? Uh, so I don't know. Let's see what happens. Okay, fair enough. Doesn't sound very <laughs> high. Depends on the topic. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Here is the question. They surveyed a hundred people. <laughs> what month does the neighborhood slacker take down their Christmas lights? Ooh. What Ooh. month does the neighborhood slacker take down their Christmas lights? Looking for the top answer. Let's go with February. Okay, it's a very good answer. That's was, on here. I was thinking February, the slacker. I am going to go January late. Okay. The answer is February. Number oh, one answer. oh, come on. Oh, man, come on. See, now people are going to think, oh, that's nepotism. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, Nia, we got one more question for you, Tom. wanted to ask you this one, too. Okay. okay, you ready for this one? It's a trick question. Oh, God. Okay. Who is the first player in NBA history Ooh. with 25-plus points and shooting 50, 40, and 90 in his first oh. 10 games with their new team? In NBA history, yeah. first ever. Yeah, first 10 games. That would be Mikel Williams. That is correct. <laughs> That's it. Two for two. Oh, look at that. Two for two. And that's why you'll be a guest on the show again in the future. (laughs) Nia, good luck with the podcast. Again, Tipping the Scales podcast with Tania Rivers and Shay Dawson. Check it out on all of your platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. And check out my folks and go support it. And I really appreciate it. We wanted to get you on on International Women's Day. And uh, it was was fun, Nia. Thank you. Thank you. And shout out to all the beautiful women out there that's doing their thing. Keep continuing to shine. Like, we have hard jobs. Like, many of us are moms and you know, we support our families. So just keep doing the amazing things that you do out there, women. I appreciate you. We're we're one. We're in this family together. And thank you guys for having me. It's been fun. And I hope to come back again and play the with you so I can be perfect again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nia, thanks. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Really appreciate it. Tania Rivers joining us on the Comcast Business Hotline. Every day in business is a big day. Let Comcast Business keep you ready for what's next. So so, so many people hung on for so long. Let me get Dan in here in Jersey. 
Uh, great stuff from Tania. Thanks, everybody, for hanging on, for listening. I know she's everybody's favorite basketball mom because of the situation and what happened. And we appreciate all the love from Mikhail, as she talked about. I always say it, and I always mean it when I say I really appreciate everybody. And I wanted to give everybody an opportunity to hear from mom, too. So thank you, everybody, for hanging on. Let's go to Dan here in Jersey on 97.5. What's up, Dan? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Last caller was great. That was awesome to hear. Thank you. Um, so, so I just wanted to get back to uh, Embiid and Harden. Um, you know, I really do like the level of play that they're both feeding off one another, and it seems like the whole team is. Um, but I don't know how sold I am on them guys taking us to the promised land because I just don't know if, like, oh, every time they're going down the lane, like, I feel like they're looking for fouls. Uh, they're just going a little bit soft. Like, they're always looking for a call. They're always, uh, you know, on the ref. And I don't know. I feel like that affects the team in such a negative way because then everyone else starts looking for calls. You know, you, you get Maxi looking for a call instead of just driving to the hoop and trying to finish the play. Um, I, I think I Harden know, is more. I think Harden is a little more guilty than Maxi is when it comes to that. But I understand your overall point of it, which you just want to simply see them focus on. Just getting the two points on the board. Get the two points on the board. Let's have at it. Let's go. And that's the one thing that that I agree with you. Um, I I wouldn't say Maxi again, but Harden and Embiid. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, and then I mean to that point, like you know, Embiid's a big dude, man. When he falls and hits the deck, like he can't take that over and over every single night and not have it negatively impact him the next game. So. That's just my two cents. I'm just a little worried, you know, how deep we can run if that's what we're going to do to try and get points on the board. Sure. So. Yeah. No, I, listen, again, I understand it. I, I do. And um, I, it's something for us to keep an eye on because there will be those there will be those matchups, those games where they don't get the whistle and, and then it becomes a problem. All right, man. Do you do you want do you want a uh, family family feud question here to see if you could join us? Yeah, yeah, of course. Hit me with it. All right, it's gonna be hard to follow with uh, two two there. <laughs> All right, man. Here we go. So, surveyed a hundred people. Name a problem a dentist might have about one of his patients, or name a gripe a dentist might have about one of his patients. Uh, I'm gonna go bad breath. Bad breath. Devon? <laughs> that, that's where I was going to go uh, with bad breath. Uh, I would say, rephrase the question. Name a gripe a dentist might have about one of his patients. His or her patients. Um, not cleaning their teeth. Okay. That's on here? Just simple. But bad breath is higher because bad breath is the number one answer. There you go. So there you go. There you go, Dan. Oh man, listen, hang on. Really good one. That again, not overthinking it. Just go right to it. Where was the cleaning the teeth? It was the last one. It was the last one. Yeah. So what was between? What was in between that? It was so bad breath, don't brush, don't floss. Ah, uh, yeah. Not going to the dentist often enough, yeah. paying the bill, okay. won't open wide Just enough. The and then yeah. Sometimes when you're sitting there and you have your mouth open wide and for so long, it's like you're kind of gagging on your Yeah, man, it hurts. Man. Yeah. It hurts. You got, you know. Like 40 minutes, and I can't take a second to stretch it out a second. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. 
All right, we come back. We got DSP talking some hoops. Brian T, Claude, and uh, two open phone lines, 610-632-0975, talking some birds and some sixes. We thank again Tania Rivers joining us, Mikhail's mom. So that was great to have her on to discuss uh, her new podcast and also to talk about uh, her son, my younger cousin, doing his thing out there. Everybody's proud of him. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll come back. We'll get you 9 o'clock hour underway right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. 97.5 The Fanatic. Nine oh three ninety seven five. The fanatic Devon Givens with you six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. Um, family game night. What's the score now? Do you count Tania's? Um, yeah, that counts. Just that, call. That count. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are at nine to four. So making a little bit of comeback here. Down nine one earlier. Okay, nine to four. Take that chance to join us at the. The Sixers-Mavericks game at the center on March 29th where you have an opportunity to win two tickets and join one of you to join us after the game for a game of knockout on the Sixers floor, which is a dope thing. So, hope you can join us, folks. All you have to do is answer a question here on Family Game Night. And don't overthink it. And don't overthink it. That's all you got to do. Don't overthink it. By the way, uh, the Andrew Painter thing, is anything still getting to you? You know, you all good? No big deal? Yeah, we actually, uh, Jason Stark was on the best show ever earlier. Yeah. And said himself that he, unless he's being told, like, inaccurate things, and he's being, you know, portrayed another way or pushed another way, whatever it may be, that he doesn't think it's anything serious. And he just thinks that this might be Scott Boris, who is Andrew Painter's agent, being as careful with this kid as possible and getting the best doctors as possible to look at this kid's arm because he is such a highly touted prospect. So there's been multiple reports now, Zalecki, Jason Stark, where even though this is a weird situation, it's taking like almost a week to get an actual read on this kid, mm-hmm. that it doesn't seem to be anything serious, serious, which is good news, definitely. Yes. But like when, uh, you know, I don't want too much bubble wrap on this kid throughout this season. Like, I, I understand you have to be careful, definitely, but I don't want him pitching once a month. Like then you're not making an impact at all, and you're just you're teasing people at that point. So good news on this health, obviously, but it's, I'm kind of worried how much they're actually going to be able to use this kid this season. Yeah, we'll see, and maybe it's not a lot. But guess what? It's early, so it's not it's not devastating. It's not that much of a big deal. It's okay. It's just early. Could be worse. It could be worse. And so we'll hang in there real fast. And I know DSP wants to talk some Sixers T, and um, Chris also wanted to talk Sixers with some birds. Joel Embiid had a great game again last night. Had uh, close to 40 points yet again. And he was really dominant, really dominant there in the third quarter. And last night he was talking to TNT after the game. And he had some things to say uh, about um, the game because he was asked about 
MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, winning individual awards. And I have a lot of thoughts on this over the last couple of years where so many people have so many things about him answering these questions and only focus on winning the MVP and these individual awards and not wanting to win. Well, he had a long answer, about 30-plus seconds here of this answer, right? 30-something seconds here of this answer? About 45, yeah. About 45 seconds. So I wanted everybody here before we got to the Sixers callers and even the Eagles callers who might have a thought on this uh, because Philadelphia fans always want their players to win these individual awards and win championships. So I want to I kind of get a sense of what you think about what he had to say. Here he is post-game after they defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves and put it on them last night in Minnesota, and he had another incredible game. Here, here was Joel Embiid post-game. Uh, I don't know. That's not for me to answer. I feel like, you know, you know obviously being in the run in the last two years, you know, has been whatever. And, you know, this year, you know, I've taken a different approach. We're trying to focus on the right things, uh, you know, win games, dominate, uh, which I've been doing. And whatever happens, happens. Uh, you know, obviously, we would love to, you know, win one. That's the, you know, the best award anyone, anyone can get. So, uh, but like I said, I'm just focused on making sure, you know, first of all, staying healthy, winning games, and dominating. And But I'm excited about the playoffs. That's where... You know, I feel like, you know, I feel good. You know, I feel good about myself and my team. So I just want to make sure that, you know, all of us, we get there healthy and, you know, we do what we got to do. All right, a couple of things. Again, that was TNT postgame after the Sixers beat the Timberwolves. Did you have any problem with what he said, Tom? No, I did, I did not. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad you said that because here's one thing that I've always heard about when he answers questions. He talks about himself first. And then talks about his team second. Could you hear it now that I'm saying it? That, uh, of course, I want to win this and that and all that. But, you know, I want to win. It's about the championship. After saying all those things about the award, it's about the championship. And then going into the other part of, I, I feel good. My team feels good. So many people look at those words and turn them the other way and, Say that, see, that's why he's only focused on himself, because he always puts the team second. I don't look at it because I listen to what he said, all of his post-game press conferences. Number one, there's nothing wrong with wanting to win an award, even if you haven't won the championship. You don't think when Carl Malone kept getting knocked out of the playoffs or the finals that he still didn't want to win the MVP of the regular season and take Michael Jordan down? Who's not competitive enough to want to be the best that's said to be the best in the regular season? Now, it's another thing to win the MVP of the finals, which is obviously a big deal. But who wouldn't want to win it? Secondly, we complain so much. Not we. I'm not going to say us. National people, some select people locally will say, uh, the players don't give us nothing when we talk. They don't give us nothing. Give us nothing. They don't give us anything at all. They're always saying these mock answers. They don't talk about anything. Well, Joel Embiid has always elaborated on things. He always talks. He always says things. He doesn't always put his foot in his mouth, but what I mean is he's answering the question, and it's an extensive answer. It's thought out. He answers the question honestly. Again, who wouldn't want to win it? So then what I would hear after that is, 
Why is he always talking about winning the MVP? Because he's asked about it. He doesn't just volunteer that I should be the MVP. They ask him the question and he answers it. It's not like, oh, big win. What would you think of the team tonight? Man, I really deserve the MVP. I'm doing great tonight. Another another 40-point-plus game. Now, what he says is, I, I feel like I'm the dom- most dominant player on the floor. Of course he's supposed to say that. <laughs> right? It, it just always drives me nuts. And TNT asks him, oh, what about Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, All-NBA? He gets all that stuff. The only thing he hasn't, well, he gets all the, the, the acknowledgement for the, the recognition, but he doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year or All-NBA. Did anybody say anything when he said Ben Simmons should have been Defensive Player of the Year? No. No. So I, that, that's, that stuff, and I wanted to play that because oftentimes I'm like, what am I not hearing that everybody else is hearing for them to look at it that way? I don't have to be an apologist for Joel Embiid. I can destroy him too. Sometimes I've talked about him where I felt like he's being lazy. He's not passing the ball enough. He's not engaged. He's not having enough fun out there. Therefore, he's sucking the life out of the team and holding the basketball too long. Whatever it might be. I love him as a player. He's a nice person, too, from my interactions. I don't have a problem with him. I know you've had some stuff that I've done, some stuff that I haven't liked, right? You're around long enough, you hear some of these things. But the guy answers a question. Now, I liked him spinning it and saying, I want to win a championship, and that's out of my control at this point. I'm glad he said it. I'm glad he said it. If you're going to talk about it, talk about him being the MVP or not being the MVP or how well he's playing and this team has a chance to win and, and all that stuff. 610-632-0975. Let's go to DSP on the cell. Thanks for hanging on, DSP. What's going on? Uh, DG, uh, so the irony of life, um, uh, her last name is what? Uh, Rivers. And his last name is what? Bridges. <laughs> so you don't have to think too hard about it. You know what I mean? You just put it together. Um, so anyway, we just, uh, we, uh, I, they just wrapped up a game here of uh, the game, the Y, hold on, let me get it right, because I'm giving them a shout out. The YEAA, uh, Pee Wee League here um, in Yaden, and uh, it was a phenomenal game. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's good. Uh, like, uh, balling their brains out. You know, they're learning. That's good. So, um, that also, Joel Embiid, uh, when he talks about himself, he should say, you know, no, I'm Joel Embiid, I suck. And I think that I suck, and I think the Sixers suck, and I'll never uh, accomplish anything. Pretty much, if, if that's what people want to hear from Joel Embiid. But other than that, the real Joel Embiid is going to tell you that he's a fabulous person. And that's exactly what he is. <laughs> that's exactly what he is. Man, listen, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Now, I can't wait to see what they say about a conversation like that. Yeah, well, listen, well, it, hopefully he would never, ever, well, hopefully he listens to the show and then says that one time and then, like, it's like a, a Saturday Night Live, like, skit or something, and it, it's funny to everybody. <laughs> what do you think of the team, man, he and James Harden and their partnership? Um, well, well, of course, that's phenomenal. You know, I'm, um, you know, I think uh, that the beard dribbles the ball too much. You know, I, I like when he uh, when he makes the shot, when he does all that 
fancy smancy stuff and then makes the shot. But um, other than that, um, I think he dribbles the ball too much. But I like McDaniels. I love the addition of McDaniels, actually. And I've got a picture of uh, the Batiste Bible uh, mural in Fishtown with him saying thank you to everybody. Oh, and, yeah, uh, when he went and painted over it? Yep. <laughs> I, I actually think, uh, I think it was, was it Ray? Ray Dunn, I think he put out a photo that they, or somebody did, that they already painted over it. It was Connor. Yeah, they are, they? I, I still got the thank you. I still got the picture. Of the, yeah, I, they, I they, actually, they painted over I it now. Best, I placed my bet down at Rivers, so I always go right past there. And uh, I saw original, and then now I, I saw the thank you. Mm. Yeah. Well, it was cool. Well, he'll be back, man. He's here on Friday with the Blazers. They, they play the Sixers on Friday at the center. Well, he's on the other side now, man. He's got boom. <laughs> I'm curious. He's going to be a starter, too. I can't wait to hear uh, what the uh, what the reception is for Matisse Thibault, who right now in the third quarter, as they wind down the third quarter, they're losing to Boston by 21. Matisse Thibault has two points, one of six on 20, in 20 minutes. <laughs> well, listen, I, I need my, I need my trivia. You need your question? Uh, yeah, you All right, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me make sure Tom is right because he was just thrilled with the numbers that I gave out about Matisse Thibault. Off earlier and told me I couldn't get my question because of something I said there. All right, well, that's that's with Tyrone. You're here tonight. Let's do it. All right, your question, man. In a survey of a hundred people, name a place in your home you have never cleaned under. Well, it's a refrigerator or either a refrigerator or a dishwasher. One of you You get one one choice. Which one you want? Uh, I guess the dishwasher. You can't pick the refrigerator. You should move that. Devon? I'm going to go with the fridge. Ah, you had it, DSP. The refrigerator is the higher <laughs> answer. Man, you doubted yourself. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, DSP. You got it, man. Really appreciate it. He questioned himself, man. Can't do it. Can't do it. Cannot do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. Can't do it. Dishwasher's not even on here. What would be this? The stove? Stove is number one. Yeah. Fridge two. Couch, bed, washing machine. All right. How do you not clean under the couch or the bed? That part, those you have to because you can move those. Yeah, but like the people, man, people are lazy, man. <laughs> people are lazy. That is true. Yeah, couches are heavy. Beds are heavy. You don't have to lift them. You only have to lift them a certain amount to slide them. You're preaching the choir here. Okay. There's lazy people out there. They, you're right. You're absolutely right. Let's go to the phones. Let's Play go to the <laughs> He's not lazy. Uh, he hasn't gotten better. Brian in Churchville on 97.5. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's happening, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing. Thanks again well. for hanging on, man. During the conversation with Absolutely. my folks. Absolutely, I'll, I'll tell you what. Tania is awesome. She's just she's aces. And I and I know how many people really, really liked her. And of course, with you know the whole thing with Mikael being drafted by the Sixers, so wanted to make sure that with her new podcast and all that, people heard from her. Certainly, yeah, you know, and unfortunately, you think about what could have been. I mean, it's it's years now, but like, man, it does kind of stick in your craw. Some I know a lot of people. I get it almost. I get it at least once a week on, on the air, <laughs> once a week, or or at least on social media. I uh, I, I hear you, man. So it's funny. I told Tom I was going to call about the Eagles, but you got me fired up on the section. I'll do both. I mean, you got time for both. Go for it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So the Joel thing, I'm with you. I mean, I, this this guy just, you know, and I'm 54. 
he's the most talented player I've seen in the Sixers uniform. You know, we, they've had Will, and they, they right. you know, I remember the 83 team very well, you know. Chiefs was my favorite player, and you know, but there's, there's, the, the, and I get he's a bit of a drama queen at queen of times, but man, this guy and what he said last night, I thought was was spot on. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Like they, they know. always pick it apart, though, Brian. When I say they, it's a lot of national people. Why is he always talking about the MVP? Because he's asked about it. Yeah, he yeah. can say, you know what, guys, let's just focus on the team. Don't worry about the individual war. It'll all play itself out. But why? Why does he have to do that? Why? No, he, he he shouldn't have to, and, and he should want to win the MVP, and of he course. deserves. To, you know, look, we're Sixers fans. I want to win awards here. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, you you want your station to be number one, but yeah, it's, who doesn't want absolute awards? Exactly. Yeah, that, that's a, you know, we're all competitive to a point. You know, it's 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 all good. So no, I mean, it it, it does seem you know, and I. I and I'll I'll admit I've I've been slow to take on this Sixers team this year, um, you know because of the disappointment whatever. But it, it does seem and look they have a lot to prove in the playoffs. Oh, you about to go? They seem different. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean they're that they're uh, they've had some impressive wins lately. There's no question about it. You you, know, you can't take that away from them. They they there is something about them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And and if McDaniel's can can continue to play well, man, that 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 adds a whole new element without a doubt. Yeah. And look, man, they're in a really good spot right now. Uh, they really are, Brian. They they have an opportunity to do something. They're only a half a game back of Boston, even though Boston's going to win tonight, and they'll be two games back. But sure. seventeen games to play, one more against them. Yeah, they. They really, really have a chance to do something this season. I, I totally agree, and, and we all know it's all about it's all about beating the Celtics. So, <laughs> of course, it's getting past the second round, obviously. But man, you know, Boston is our arch rival without question. I can't stand them. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I despise them as well. And I'll tell you what, that win Saturday night in Milwaukee was just that was just a great win. Yes, it was. It really was. That was. I was like, wow, that that's really impressive. Impressive. Yes, it was. All right, you want a so, question for us, Brian? Here to possibly hang out with us, get two tickets, and knock absolute, out. Absolutely, absolutely, please. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Survey of a hundred people. Name a place where you would hate to be seated near a screaming baby. Name a place where you would hate to be seated. Near a screaming baby. Looking for the best answer. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yes, there is. I'm, I'm going to go airplane. Airplane is on here. That is a good one. Um, public transportation. Public transportation is on here, too. But airplane is higher. Airplane is number three. Public transportation, number five. What's one and Congratulations, two? Brian. Really? <laughs> Movie theater ah, and restaurant. Oh, wow, one great point. Oh, yeah, great wow, point. I, about, yeah. I dropped the ball on that one, but Brian, you do qualify, so that's great, man. Hang on, and always good to hear from you. Thanks, man. Really appreciate thank it. You. And thank you for the kind words again for Tania. Yeah. Restaurant and movies. Yeah. Now, I would argue airplanes number one. I, that's why. I, <laughs> Listen, I don't, make, I don't make it. I was right there with you. Because they, the hundred people that they, you know, they went with them. Usually movie or restaurant, at least there's an opportunity for the parents to pick them up. They leave, whatever. All right, let's just go home. We can't do it. Airplane, there's no picking up and, and going home. You're stuck there, whether it's an hour and a half or 
Nine hours. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Ten let's, to five. Ten to five. You let's, are winning. Let's get uh let's get one more in here while you do your thing. We go to Claude in West Philly on ninety seven five. Claude. Yo, Vaughn, what's good with you, brother? What's happening, man? I can't call it, man. I had a Sixers and an Eagles point. I was going to focus, but you're right. You, same thing. You got me trying to focus on my Sixers point more, so let me just try to slide into that real do quick. Do both, man. We'll see if we I, have time. All right, got you. Now, I'm great you had Tania on, right, because I, I look at that. Everybody was watching that move, movement, and especially now, think about it in the agony. I was in agony when it happened. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got to talk about what happened. We all know what happened, right? And we all know the results of the other guy we brought in here, man. But I was sitting here talking with my friends tonight, and I was thinking, I look at that draft as like the last gasp of the really the process. You know what I'm saying? The whole Colangelo. That was the one. They were supposed that to. Was, that, right. that, all that, all them assets we had, we look back at when this first started, when we traded Holiday and we picked Noel and Michael Carter-Williams, we look at them drafts. I think the next week we picked them B, the next we pick Okafor, you know, then Simmons, and then Fultz, and then that debacle, right? And we look at these things, man, and I don't know why this city doesn't worship the ground Joel Embiid walks on. Because if he never recovered from an injury, or if he didn't pan out to be the player he is, where would this franchise be right now? Yep. Think about them players. They sit there and say, and B, they criticize him. He's not dominant enough. People, he shoot too many jumpers. And, and we can criticize him. Every, no one's beyond criticism, right? But the, 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 uh, the, type, the type of language he gets from even people in this city. This dude is, is one of the leaders in the league in points, leading the league in free throws. So he's getting fouled or close to the lead in free throws, shooting 54% from the field, man. The, one of the best premier realm protectors in the league and people still complain. I, what else do you want this guy to do? I just pray, like, you know, I really do, that they, him, they can do something this year. And I feel good. I feel great. I, the chemistry with him hard is looking good. I feel like we got the best shot since he's been here with this team. The only suck part about it is we still might not be better than Boston and Milwaukee. And that just sucks. I think, they, I think they can roll with Milwaukee. I, I, think they, I actually think they can up, roll yeah. with, with Boston. Yeah, better match up with Milwaukee. I think mm-hmm. they can also go toe-to-toe with Boston. But For sure, they have it. to make sure that they don't do the things that hurt themselves in that series. And, right, exactly, and exactly. And it's gonna, we're going to need Doc to be on this game, the substitution is rotations. We're going to need Embiid to stay invested on defense like we want. And we need Harden to just, uh, like, kill them, them previous demons he's had in some big playoff moments and just continue to do what he's been doing. But I really like this, man, and I, and I really think we got a good chance. But people need to stop the criticism of Embiid and just, like, be thankful that we're even talking about the Sixers because if it wasn't for him, and you look at the people we drafted during the process, which y'all people put this hinky on a pedestal, and we think about the people we had here and where they are at now, and where would we be? If it wasn't for Embiid. Well, listen, man, he uh, he is obviously the one that's still rocking and rolling. They missed on a lot. Um, so a that lot. rebuild is over with, and it's, it's about championships. It's been over with for a while. Claude, let's, uh, let's get you a question, man, see if we can hang out with you at the Sixers game. That sounds good, brother. All right, man. Survey of 100 people. Name a place where people pretend to be paying attention. School. I would say school. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, work meetings. Work and meetings is number three. School is number one. So ah, congratulations, 
Bob. Ah, uh, look at go. you. All right, man. Hang on. We'll get you all set up, man. Really appreciate it. Comebacks, man. <laughs> Ten six. Ten six. Let's see if I can take less than four calls on the other side. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Come on now. Because we got a lot of people in here from T to Chris to Tim. Heavy final segment. Family game night is 10 to 6. Will the fan, will the, the listeners, the family, the callers, will they be able to come back and tie it up? We'll see on the other side. And then we have to pick a winner right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Devon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. 97.5 The Fanatic. Final segment here on 97.5 The Fanatic 933. Yvonne Givens, Tom Alvord. Leftovers 945. It's been fun. Uh, we need to run through all of these calls so we can get to Family Game Night's uh, winner. And I left a hat in the back. Oh, you got it? All right, cool. <laughs> got it. Yeah, I got to talk back to you like we're not, you know, on the radio right now. That's right. my bad. All right, cool. I was up here in the studio, actually. Nice little, what is it? SQ Phillips Stakes hat. So right. that's what we'll be picking the winner at. SQ Phillips. Out of, excuse me. SQ Phillips. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's get to the phones. Let's go to, uh, go to T in the Northeast here on 97.5. What's up, T? Hey, what's up, Devon? How you doing, T? Good. Good, man. How about the Sixers? I think they're going to be fine come playoff time because that Harden and B two-man game down low is, is, is tight, and I think Maxie's coming around. Max, I think Maxie's happier being in the starting lineup. I'll be honest with you. He, he took the role coming off the bench, but him being in that starting lineup, I think they're going to roll. Only thing I would do is put Tobias on the bench, but I don't think they're going to do that. Have him come off the bench, he'd get more shots with that second unit, but I don't think they're going to do that. For, for Tobias Harris? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either because they're just going to keep that continuity there. They don't want to keep yeah. changing things up. So it's fine as long as he plays with the second unit. I, I think he'll be fine. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because he does get things going with them, but oftentimes he is out there with either Maxi or Harden. So is he still going to be the number one option? And, and that's the question. But he's just got to be aggressive, man. That was the one thing that Doc Rivers always talked about was just him not thinking and just going to play. And uh, with it, we saw the benefits of it where he was scoring the way he was scoring. And sometimes he does get lost and it's not his fault. There are times when I do think he gets lost in his fault. So he was the most consistent player, in my opinion, in the playoffs last season. Let's see if he can get back to that by the time we get there. Exactly. Well, all right, man. Uh, do you trust the partnership of Embiid and, and Harden right now? I think they'll be fine. As long as they stay healthy, I think they'll be fine. Okay. All right. Well, listen, man, let's get to the question. Let's get right to it. Cool. Do this. All right, here we go. Survey of 100 people. Name a part of their body where men start to grow hair about the same time they're losing the hair on their heads. 
Their their nose or ears? You got to pick one. Ooh. What's the question again? I'll say it after he's Okay. Right. Got to pick one. Okay, I'll go with ears. Ears, okay. Uh, the question again, name a part of their body where men start to grow hair about the same time they're losing the hair on their heads. <laughs> and you went with hair? You went with ears. Ears? Um, wow. I'll go with the back. Back is number two. Ears are number one. Oh, so congratulations. Look at that, T. Hey. How, how about that, man? Well, at least I was close. I was close. Yeah, Devon. It's not horseshoes. <laughs> Isn't that what Tania said? You can't go one for two now. All right, listen, T, hang on. We'll get your information, man. Really appreciate it. We're going streaking! How about that? Look at that. 10-7. How many calls? We got three calls left, too. I can't let this happen. Uh-oh. I can't let this happen. Tim on the cell. Talk a little birds with us here tonight. What's up, Tim? Hey, how are you? How you doing, man? Good, uh... Good uh, article you had with, um, well, good conversation you had with uh, Bridges' mom. Thank you, man. And I'm 59, and I hope to live long enough to see him come back and play here. <laughs> and they realize the mistake they made. But on the Eagles, on the Eagles' pet, um, come draft. If that guy Carter falls and Hargreave leave, they got to go ahead and get him. Yeah, so how concerned, though, are you about what the allegations and the, the, the uh, all the stuff that he has to work through through the law right now before the draft? Is, does that stop you from taking him at 10? If they were selling these, yeah. Mr. Mean is enough. Okay. You okay. know, and and with the last, with the other first-round draft pick, they got to package that and move up, and they got to they gotta get a cornerback. They have to get a cornerback. I agree yeah, they, with you 100%. They have to get a cornerback. I mean, if Hargrave was coming back, I like that kid Porter. Or that other kid, they, I forget his name, but I like him. Uh, Cornerbacks? Uh, so it's Gonzalez, Witherspoon, and Porter. Witherspoon. Because you, you need a big corner. Because a lot of wide receivers, if you notice now, are bigger now. And yeah, oh, absolutely. Under, yeah. Under under six feet, ain't it ain't working. No, and and listen, man, I'm I'm with you, and uh, a corner is a priority for me as well, and I, I think they will. the The Carter thing is tricky, just because I, I think we have more time since we have a whole month, Tim, to go to find <laughs> out if any more information <laughs> does in fact come out uh, about this whole situation for him. So we'll see, and once we have a little bit more of that, then I might feel a little better saying, yeah, go ahead and, and do it. Right now, of course, the talent, he would never be there at 10. But that's why we're exactly. talking about him at 10, because of these off-the-field issues that he's currently dealing with right now. I mean, he's a generational talent. I mean, if you're going to lose Hargreaves, double-digit sack, and you get a chance to get a guy that can produce the same way he's producing, you got to take a chance. I mean, you got to look at it. We didn't bust it on a lot of first-round draft picks. Barnett, <laughs> you know what I mean? He ain't had no legal problems. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Derek Barnett, so yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, man, do you want a, a question here on Family Game Night? 
Yeah, I, I take one since I got to go against you. All right. <laughs> Trying to take me down, Tim. All right. Out of a 100-person survey, name a person you don't necessarily like but are obliged to get along with. Mother-in-law. That's what I was going to. Um, okay. Father-in-law. In-law is one answer. In-law is one answer? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, uh, your boss. I didn't hear that. What was the, what was the answer? So, boss is number two, in-law is number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, congratulations. All right, Tim. Hang tight, uh-huh. man. If you uh, uh-huh. if you want to hang on with us, we'll make sure we take care of that. Of course, I was going to go in-laws, but good job. Now that people are getting them right early, before, like, you had some time to sit about, sit back and think a little bit, but now people are jumping on it. Yeah, well, maybe they were getting things together since they were just getting home. That's fair. Yeah. Dinner. Get themselves together Kids. A Getting ready for the for the night, whatever it might be, you know, getting ready for for bed to shut it down. I understand. I understand. I have control of the cause, though. We'll see how that goes. We go to Chris in Jenkintown next on ninety seven five. Chris, hey, how you doing? You two are the best. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Love the program. Thank you. Um, I'm glad you brought up that interview because I feel like they always do this to MB. They try to set them up. And he's honest, so he just answers it. Yeah, and and, then, the, and with that, when I'm glad he just kind of shut it down. Exactly, it's the first time he actually said the right answer. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sick of it because the national media is—he's like the most underrated player in the national media, and then the local media, or not local media, but local fans want to trade him every time we lose the game. And it's like we've never seen a guy like this ever. Uh, well, yeah, no, I know, man. And that's why oftentimes, to be honest with you, Chris, I ignore the national media because of how they look at them. I don't watch it anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't pay attention to those shows. They pop up on my social media and that's it. And it's all joke, you know, joker this, joker that, numbers I never heard of. And it's like, I had enough. <laughs> and then I had an Eagles point, too. It's like, yeah, I'll agree with you, too. Like, I didn't think we were going to – you do a bunch of one-year deals, you can't expect to keep them. No. Because they – they came here to play and get paid, and we don't got no money. Yep, yep. And so, look, how he's supposed to be a genius. So let's see how he is in working the cap this offseason. Well, and he does it every year, so I ain't surprised. He's going to get more one-year deals that people didn't think we should have got. I mean, he got two deep sure. tackles in the middle of the season, and he paid Cox more than both of them. Yeah, well, you know? that was like a legacy contract there for the one-year deal. <laughs> Yeah, so I think Howie knows what he's doing, except he gets a little too sentimental. Fair enough. This year, I think he's doing it right, but we'll see. And he got a draft good. Yeah. He only got five picks, so. Yep. And I I hope we spend them all on defense. Yeah. Um, All right, mate. What do you have on the Sixers real quick? Well, the Sixers is the MB's stuff. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, just leave that there. I, I thought you wanted to go a little bit further with the team, but I appreciate it, man. Let's give well, you a question, man, Chris. I like that Bridges combo. That was great, man. And I thought we should have never traded him. That was a great pick. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we thriving right now in in Brooklyn, and uh, and in the Suns, he was killing it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Any minutes they gave him, he took advantage. Hey, well, he's never missed a game in the pros or college or or high school. I wish MB never missed a game. Jeez. <laughs> Chris, let's give you a question. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know, I know. Let's give you a question, though. We're short on time, so let's get you get you in here. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong, man, uh, when it comes to Embiid. All right, all right survey of 100 <laughs> <Right>. people. <laughs> Name a household pet you can leave by itself for a couple of days. 
Cat. Cat? Yeah, that's where I was going to go. Um, I think I win. Yeah, you probably win that one. <laughs> um, household pet. Uh, I just, you can't. Uh, a dog. Dog is on here. Not ideal because it probably not, won't be alive. No. Uh, cat is the number one answer. Yeah, what's that number is, two? Number two Dang. is a fish. I was going to say fish, but I was like, all right, let me not overthink it. And that's I went, not a real pet. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, hang on. Chris is... Fantastic. He's taking shots, man. Fantastic. MB. MB staying healthy. Fish. Fish. <laughs> never know what could happen on game. How he's going to be fine. You never know what's going to happen on game. Like 10-9 right now? 10-9. Let's go to Heavy. Heavy has a chance to tie the score. The comeback is real. Hev. Yeah, what's up, bro? What's happening? Oh, man, I'm chilling. Dude, like I- I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like, like that Milwaukee game. Dude, we need Harden to step up. And I'll certainly never... I'll never criticize Embiid. The dude's the best player in the NBA. But we need to. We need James Harden circa 2018 to come back. And that's, I mean, dude, that's the only way we're going to have a chance. Because, I mean, dude, if it, tell me this. Like, where like where would you put Tobias Harris on, on the Celtics or on, on, on the Suns? Would he even, would he even be their, their, their fourth or fifth man? He might he he might start on the Suns as like the other wing player, um, but as far as the Celtics, no. I mean, dude, that's what I'm talking about. Like we we lack serious serious depth in comparison to some of these teams, and that's where we need our two superstars to pretty much make it back. You know, and that's that, dude, like that's the only way we're gonna have a chance. I I. Look, man, he's the guy that keeps it rolling. Harden is the second piece there, and then Maxi, and then depth overall with everything. That that's a big part of it. So we'll, we will continue to see. That's why I asked the question tonight. Have we we threw it out there? Of do you finally trust that partnership between Embiid and and Harden? And so far, we've got a basically a consensus of yes. I mean, yeah, dude, they're looking good, but you know, I just feel like one one bad thing happens, and like Harden's just like out of it mentally. You know, mm-hmm. but I mean, dude, if they can, if they can like get it together and, you know, Harden goes back to playing the way he used to, I mean, they definitely have a chance, but it's, it's, it's literally all off to those two. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. All right, man. Final one. You have a chance to tie. All right. Let's go. All right. Abby, here we go. So survey of a hundred people looking for the top answer. Name a good place to eavesdrop on people's conversations. Good place to eavesdrop on people's conversations. The telephone? Like, are you talking about like a specific that's place that, in the house? Is that his answer? Uh, no, not, it doesn't have to be in the house. But that's his answer? Now, I'm, I'm asking you because of what you're, you know, you have the card. So does that the qualify hallway. as an answer? The hallway. The hallway. Hallway, okay. All okay. right. Hallway. Uh, I was going to say bathroom. Bathroom is number two. Hallway is not on here. Ah, uh, sorry, dude. man. Ah, uh, win 10 9. What, have... num- what was number one? Number one is a restaurant. All right. Yeah, the restaurant. Yes, yeah, sir. That's fair. You got it. Thanks, Hev. Thanks for saving me. Make sure that uh, I Almost win. Almost had you, man. I win. Almost 19, had you. 19. 19 that we had tonight. Questions. So that was a fun conversation my goodness you see the sean kemp thing i know you 20 we had 20 20 11 to 9 11 to 9 you see the sean kemp thing 
I did not, no. Whoa. Bad news? Yeah. Sean Kemp apparently, allegedly, is um, an altercation between two occupants. This is from the Tacoma Police Department. Two cars led to shots being fired at a parking lot in, um, I guess it's in Seattle. Yes, Tacoma. One car fled. No injuries were reported. A gun was recovered. A 53-year-old male was booked for drive-by shooting. The investigation is ongoing. According to police, inmates listing corrections is according to age. Ryan Wojnarowski, six-time All-Star Sean Kemp, a legendary member of the Seattle Supersonics, has been booked in an alleged drive-by shooting. Yikes. That's, that's all I got to say. I mean, that's, 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 yeah, that's not smart and oh, not ideal, man. Come on, Sean. Got to be smarter than that, people. Oh, man. All right, what do you want to do first? Let's do leftovers. And then we, you want to you do? Let's do leftovers. I can give you a couple, yeah. We got to pick the winner, though, as well. So, All right, so let the music play and you pick the winner, and then we do leftovers. You want to do the first? Yeah, let's do the winner first. Am I picking it? You pick it. All right. Yeah. You see the hat I, I have see in my the hat. hand, right? That's a lot of paper in there. Yeah, man, too much. I've been writing stuff all night. I'm on radio. I'm not a journalist. That's, What's going on? There's only man? nine winners. Only on, nine. Man. They I'm, lost. Gotta pick, get paid overtime for this or something. All but, right. But somebody wins. You get to go to the game too. That's, that's your true. that's that's, 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 that's yeah. my prize. That's your prize. Right, I'm shaking this. I don't know if you can hear it. Yep. It's moving. It's all moving. Right. I see it. The winner is. These are all folded. I cannot see. I'll even lift it up. Lift it up. I'm twisting. Okay. The winner, I see it, of tonight's knockout tickets is? and the Sixers game is Brian Morley. Brian, you are the winner, Brian Morley. Brian Morley is the winner tonight. So Tom has all your information. He'll pass that on to our necessary people here at Promotions, and they will reach out to you, Brian, and uh, you'll be hanging out with us at the Sixers-Mavs game on March 29th. Congratulations, Brian. Thanks to all the people who really called in tonight, contributed, all the listeners, the tweeters, everybody, like we always say, but certainly participating here on Family Game Night. Thank you. Brian, get those shots up, man. Come on. Get those shots up. Don't pass it off to anybody else, whoever you're bringing. You shoot. Yeah, absolutely. Leftovers. Leftovers. What do we have? This is going to be an accelerated version. (laughs) Jim Boeheim, Ah. the longtime Syracuse head coach, is done with the program after 47 seasons. Adrian Autry steps in to lead the Orange basketball program. He is the longtime assistant. Beheim, a Naismith Hall of Fame coach, uh, was evasive about his future in the postgame press conference immediately after their Syracuse's 77-74 loss to Wake Forest in the second round of the ACC tournament. Uh, he has given a retirement speech to the team in their regular season finale on Saturday. Thoughts on Jim Beheim and him retiring as one of the greatest college coaches of all time? Yeah, I thought he should have left a long time ago. Agreed. Um, especially after that stuff happened in Syracuse with uh, the one coach where it was kind of like he just kind of you know ignored some things that were happening up there. And, I've, yeah, I was off the Jim Beheim bandwagon a long time ago. Wanted them to win because of Hakeem Warwick, and I was a big Mellow fan as a freshman when they went to the championship. That was it. Of course, I've liked players. I've liked some of his teams. Not the biggest fan of Jim Behan. See you later. Legendary. He is. But, all right. See you later, so man. You, hey, yeah. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Kind yeah, of thing. Haley tweeted that she's a, that's a family friend. 
Ellie Taylor. Of course it is. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all. They know everybody. Yes, they do, it seems like. All right, we are going to move over to the NBA. And this guy, we've had a ton of news about this guy, but even some more news. John Morant to miss at Uh-oh. least four more games as the NBA looks into the Grizzly Stars nightclub video incident, where if you don't know by now, uh, welcome from the rock that you were living under. John Morant was flashing a gun on Instagram Live. He has missed the last two games against the Lakers and Clippers. He is now going to miss four more. What does this do for the Grizzlies, man? Like a good team heading into the home stretch here of the play or of the regular season heading into the playoffs. This season is over. It's over. They weren't really a championship contender as it was. They were by record, but when you look at them, you're like, they can't beat anybody. They're not ready for that. It's over now. Injury to Steven Adams. Brandon Clark now out for the season because of Achilles. Dylan Brooks just keep fixing up t- technical fouls. They are fraud of a tough team. And John Moran, I was out on him a while ago, too, just because he started to change. And I didn't really like it. I always root for everybody. Glad he had a sneaker, you know, a signature shoe. That's not easy to do. power rate. He's like the main guy for the first time in a long time. And you quickly can lose those things when stuff like this happens. So I wouldn't be surprised, too, if that 50-game suspension came at some point because that's in the CBA. Not just because Dave and Sir. That's in the CBA. Yeah, so. it's unfortunate. It man. is unfortunate it's, it's, because, dude, what are you doing? Well, go ahead. One more. I agree. Last one real quick. 28, 28 girls taken to the hospital for, quote, anxiety and fainting after using Ouija boards at their school oh, in no. Columbia. Yeah, see, that's what you get. <laughs> Pay attention. Watch a movie every now and then. Goodness gracious. Pay attention. Can't be doing that. You cannot do that. We'll mess with the other side. That's why you and I, that's why we're here together, man, because we agree on a lot of these things. We got to stick together with this stuff, man. We're like, oh, you heard that noise, Tom? Yep. Let's go the other way. Let's get out of here, out of this this place, and let's go the other way. You know what else is going the other way? The leftovers, because that was the nice leftovers. Absolutely. over. Great stuff, man. Again, thanks to you. Thanks to all the callers, listeners, and tweeters for joining in on Family Game Night tonight. Thank you to Tania Rivers for hanging out. Again, if you say, like, oh, it's Tania Rivers. That's Mikhail Bridges' mom. That's, you know, so I was talking about my cousin. He had his mom. We had his mom on uh, here tonight. So it was fun to have Tania on to, to talk about her new podcast again. Go check it out, Tipping the Scales Podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow following Flyers Hockey on Thursday night right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Good night.